Okay, 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 okay. All right, bet. Yo, uh, um, listen, people, we got uh officially Taz Taylor Internet Money in the building. Um, I usually I, I'm trying to get my sway uh intros all by the way. So y'all, yeah. you gotta let me cook. You know what I mean? I think one of the people that's not only uh reading of music, also one of the representatives for the youth express themselves on instrumentals i think he's also redefining what a record label is you know what i mean i think we were used to seeing a record label where um pretty much there's a non-musical executive that is essentially just signing a bunch of artists and i've liked the way how internet money seems to be set up we're gonna find out a little bit more about it because i do have a lot of questions but without further ado i want to welcome um a hit maker in this game i don't know if he would consider himself a super producer yet but I think he's just about, if not, I seen a meme today. It actually listed a bunch of hits, and I'm like, nigga, it's cooking out here. Uh, Taz Taylor is in the building. Taz, what's cracking, my brother? What's good, act? Yo, um, first of all, I need you to give me the rundown. And by the way, yo, we were talking before, so I feel like I robbed the audience of that conversation. Uh, I I heard you talk one time ever, and I think what was it? Might have been a Twitter Spaces. You used to do those or something like that? I can't remember. Clubhouse or something one time. I remember, and, and I remember listening to it. I was like, yo, this sounds like a pretty young dude who's mad, like, into, like, that, like, all the little nuanced details of the industry. He's yeah. kind of, like, you know what I mean? He's kind of almost, and when I say this, I, I mean it in no disrespect because I feel like this about me, too. He's kind of, like, nerdy with, in, in the sense of, he wants to know everything and he makes sure it's it's in his toolbox to know everything about the whole industry. And this is why he's winning, right? And the way you were expressing yourself, I was like, yo, this is the future of how music is going to be in the new executive mode. Um, explain to me how you got started and um, just give me the rundown story to where we even are now. Yeah, so I don't know how far back you want to go. I want to know how'd you even get like how'd you even get in the game to do the shit? Like in the game game or like start making music? I mean the game I would say the game would be uh um just like in the music business, but like <laughs> bro, how old are you first of all? Twenty-nine. You're twenty-nine, you've been doing this for a couple of years. That's relatively young. I've always told people, yo I've been doing this for about ten years, yeah, for about ten years. You're you're relatively really young. Right? Yeah. Like, especially when you're not on the artist side, you're young when you're like under almost 50. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. So to be under 30 is crazy. So give me give me the, the setup from when you're trying to get into music, period. What's the break there? And then just like why'd you even get into music? I got you. So for me, like, man, I, music's been a crucial part of my entire life. But uh, I got really good at, like, guitar, every instrument. I learned how to teach myself at, like, three, four. And then I got up to about, like, 11. You know, I'm from Florida. I'm from Jacksonville. So, like, I just wanted to do, like, hood rat shit whenever I turned, like, 12 <laughs> years old. You know, I was, like, the male bad baby. Like, I was getting, like, tatted at 12. I was smoking weed. You got Yeah, I do. I got I got tatted tats on my arms on my body you know like I, I was tatted at twelve. Uh, I dropped out in the seventh grade 
And then I just sat on my ass till I was like 17. And then my mom got cancer. And it kind of like led me to like make beats. Wait, 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 wait. How do you how do you drop out at 12? Yo, like, bro, you're white. Like, yo, white people don't drop out at 12. (laughs) I'm sorry. I found out I was white last year. I just found out I was white. So (laughs) what? Wait, wait, what you think you were? You thought you were Spanish? I thought I was native, bro. Native American this whole time. But yeah, twenty three snitched on me. <laughs> all right, bet. So all right, so so you, yo, so what are your parents saying at this time? So if if you just you're out of school, right? Yeah. And is your parents like, yo, bro, you're not about to be around the crib at twelve, not going to school? What's going on, bro? <laughs> bro, first of all, when I was like twelve, bro, I was big as hell. I was like two hundred something pounds. Like ain't no one telling me nothing. You know what I mean? Like I just sat inside and played Call of Duty. Listen to music. I'm a big music head, but uh, yeah, everything that you know on like YouTube from like type beats and shit like that, you know what I mean? Like Drake type beat or whatever type beat, the term type beat, that comes from internet money. That comes from us. We started that. Like mm. that whole thing. Mm. Wait, wait, no, no, explain all that. Explain all that because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. There's been so many big hits that have came from just even artists going on Google and be like, yo, I ain't going to lie. I like the wave that Juice World is on. Let's just look up a Juice World type beat. And it's a right. it's a new beat, but it's in that type of realm, and somebody just make a song on it. So explain it. Yeah. So whenever I was whenever I was coming up and I was started making beats, there was no like tight beats. We were all on a website called SoundClick. I'm sure you know about SoundClick. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But everybody was using SoundClick at the time. No one was using YouTube. No one was even using Twitter like that. Twitter was it just happened. Like this is like 2009. You know. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, I was like one of the first producers to start putting heavy emphasis on Twitter and using like social media. And then YouTube in general, like me and my team, we were like the first producers to start the type B trend because that that's like, like we just said, everybody's like, man, I want a future type B or I want a Drake type B, whatever. So we just realized that people were looking that shit up and we just started making them. It blew up from there, you know? So, so, so help me understand because I used to think of, Internet money. So before I like ran, I think I was a fly on the wall. I forgot how it was, but I was listening to you talk. I, I wasn't in there like under my name, but I was listening to you and I'm like, damn, this nigga is kind of smart. I'm on a burner, my nigga. You gotta, you know, sometimes you gotta hit the burner, right? Of course. So I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm like, damn, this thing is kind of smart. But one of the things, you know, and this is what I like early on before I really knew who you were, I thought internet internet money was just a conglomerate of producers right and and um i thought that was genius in how it was structured because i thought that before many other either like producers or whatever probably wanted to do that they just couldn't create enough hits and be relevant enough that they could be distinct enough to have a sound that that artists could see some value in fucking with them how did you come about with that like perspective and mentality and even formulating all of that? So, bro, whenever I was on the internet, this is way before I was in the actual industry. You know, I joined the industry, the music industry itself in 2017. Mm-hmm. So before that, whenever I was on the internet, uh, internet money basically came from just people be weird. They don't want to cut you in on the splits they're making. They selling beats without telling you, you know, just, whole bunch of shady shit so i just really like found my group of like 12 producers you know like nick mirror was in there dt was in there they went on to go find juice world 
uh, a bunch of a bunch of producers were in there, and then it just started growing from there. Now, like it has like I have like sixty eight producers in there in that money. Really, really, yo, you know, you know why it's so interesting because, okay, and and I'm gonna sound a little dated in terms of giving the history of like you know significant producers in the game. Um, there was a time in hip hop where people used to say there were super producers. Like back in the day, they used to say dudes again five hundred thousand a beat. But you had the Timberlands, the Swiss Beats, the Just Blazes. You had the Pharrells, and it felt like those guys weren't as collaborative as we see these days. Like for example, you know no, they were, they were. Well, do you think they were? Because like, like, like I, I was gonna compare it to the Atlanta scene. Like now, you have a beat where like. Metro is working with this dude and working with this. It's like five producers on a beat. There used to be ghost producing, but that's not like collaborating. Exactly. They used to be ghost producing. Before, everybody just wanted to like be the superstar. And whenever there was a superstar producer, mm -hmm. there would be, they would have beneath them, you know what I mean? That no one would ever talk about. No one ever cared to put their producers next to them type shit. I feel like, you know... A lot of the producer collectives in like the 2000s that came up, like shout out Mike Wells, shout out Southside, shout out 808 Mafia, like all them. Like they really made it cool to be like a part of a clique and to like, re they really cared about making sure that you've seen all their producers and you've seen the ones next to them. You feel me? Yo, that's actually, but you see, rap, you see, music is such an ego driven sport and, and, and even art. I'm surprised that changed because put it like this, yo. I remember listening to uh, and I love Timbaland. He's probably one of the best. He's definitely one of the best producers, you know, ever. Yeah, one of the best for sure. Yeah. Yo, like there was a period in his career that he had a certain sound and he was killing it. And I remember I was so obsessed with his beats. I was trying to do beats. I used to be trying to look up how these beats were made. I found some random YouTube video. There was some dude named Danger Hands. Yeah. He he created all the beats. So like yeah. Timbaland was a name. Obviously they were selling them, right? Yeah. But that was the guy producing it, and I was like, damn, I never heard that nigga get a shout out ever. Like, much less like, yo, yo, fuck all that. It's it is it is is uh Timbaland and Danger Hands. I think you know, you know, that helped uh Scott Storch. Like Scott Storch, you know, was doing the keys for Dr. Dre, and then people yeah. were like, Oh shit, this dude is this dude is nice with the melodies, let him do his thing. But yeah. a lot of people usually think like, man, let me take the credit, let's push these things to the background. Why do you think it changed, and why wasn't that your mentality? I don't. I don't think. First of all, let me let me correct myself real quick. I'm not saying that the producers back then weren't talented and they were just robbing people type shit. Yeah. I just think that like once you get surrounded in co-signs from certain artists and your name starts to become like a brand, you know what I mean? Like it's hard to just like put on like you know desktop beats or some shit that's like no one knows about. You know what I mean? So like they they might sign them and develop them. But, you know, like, there's a lot of shit that goes into a record act, and I'm not sitting here saying that, like, the main producers didn't, like, work on the records and shit like that. But there's a lot of people involved on records. You just didn't see it back then. You didn't see their names or their faces. Now, I feel like producers, as we start getting more respect, like, the industry still treats producers like shit, honestly, right now. But overall, producers in itself, like, being the producer, making the beats, becoming the producer, is like, become more, like, popularized. You know what I mean? Like there's videos on it, all this shit. There's credits. You can look up credits. You can go on Spotify, see the credits, everybody involved. Like everything like that. I, I just feel like it's become more popular to be a producer now. As before, no one really knew shit besides like Kanye West or Pharrell or Timbaland. You know what I mean? Like the big names, of course. But they all had producers working underneath them and with them all the time. No, you're you're hundred percent right. Um, 
like, and by the way, I'm going to latch on a few things you say probably as points of debate because I, I, you're one of the people who I feel like intellectually I would love to spar with. Um, I definitely do think that um, I would like to hear how you think that producers aren't treated as well because I think this might be the era producers not only are the most necessary, like they got to be the most applauded. Like some of these, I've heard some of these niggas without the producer or engineer, the producer and the engineer are one and two making these dudes. Like half of these dudes sound like garbage. Like they That's exactly what you're saying right there. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Producers matter so much, so much more now. The beats matter so much more. Whenever it's time to do the paperwork, whenever it's time to, to get the percentages right and everything like that, they treat us like we're not that important. You see what I'm saying? Like they give us like mm. 3% royalty. You know what I mean? Like that's crazy. Hey, I'm hey, again. This is why I'm so glad to be talking to you, because I've had these conversations. Um, for, so for, I know there's a bunch of people who's who's listening and live, and I want to acknowledge everybody who's tuned in. Um, salute to everybody who's in the chat. Uh, you guys could also spam your questions. You could, you know, if you have something or a topic you would like to talk about, because I don't want to just like me. I know me and him could just go endlessly on like different routes and figure out whatever we want to talk about, but. Um, we want to include everybody who's also here. Um, so, yeah, just use the chat. Anyway, I do want to ask you about, like, royalties. And I, I'm going to give some explanation that I don't leave people out of the conversation. So this is how usually, and you could correct me because you're actually doing this, right? Um, when a producer and an and a artist does a song, right? Let, we're going to forget about other people that might be involved, writers and third. Let's just say it's one producer, one artist, Right. Usually they split the publishing, right? And then the royalties for the song, right? Um, usually that's owned by the label of the artist and the producer gets paid what's called uh, uh, an advance. So you get, you, get, you get pretty much whatever your fee is, right? Yeah. I've had this conversation with many people of what or who deserves what when it comes to the breakdown um, of a record. And this is what's been told to me. Someone's told to you. Well, if, if I'm little act and I get a song produced by Taz Taylor, right? Internet money, which by the way, will be a banger. Come on now. Right. <laughs> um, if I get that song and this song's like, and, and it ends up going platinum, mm -hmm. he doesn't deserve royalties because after the song is done, he, he, he deserves his intellectual half, which is a publishing, but he doesn't deserve royalties from each copy sold because for each copy to be sold, that's all promotion. And the promotion comes from the label and primarily the artist. We don't see Zaytoven going on um, a press run to promote songs he, pr he, he produced. But if he did it with Gucci, Gucci's going to do it. You get what I mean? What do you think about that? I think overall, whenever you create a, a song or a project or an album with somebody, you're both involved. You're both in, both included in that. I don't have to go promote a song for me to get percent on something I originally worked on. You know what I mean? That just sounds crazy to me. Do you do you really believe that? Um. So the three percent is wild because by, by the way, some people get no percent. So so produce. No, 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 no. It's standard. It's standard to get three. Nah, they hold certain. Well, I mean, certain producers if you're get getting hold. zero. If you're getting zero percent royalty rate, there's no like. That's what. That's just what. Some if you getting over. No, if some if, if somebody get if if a if a rapper finds a nigga, especially an established rapper finds a beat on YouTube from a nigga who has no name, 
they're probably saying, bro, here's five bands. You're not, you're getting your pub, but you're definitely not getting no royalties. They're not throwing you royalties. The, the I, don't majority- even, I don't even consider, like, I don't even consider when people just find a beat on YouTube or whatever like that, or SoundClick or BeatStars or whatever it is, like, I don't consider that real. Because how many of those songs actually blow up to become something? You see what I'm saying? Very, very, very few, very small. You see what I'm saying? So, like, those. On the other side, y'all don't understand that producers be just like finessing out here. They be selling the same beat 50 times to the same artists. So they got their own little hustles and shit they got going on whenever you sell it online at the same time. You see what I'm saying? But like, I just don't take that. I don't take it serious. Okay. I'll tell you what I believe though. So I'm with 100% 50-50 when it comes to publishing. Royalties, I think is going to be different. And I, I agree somewhat with the um, the promotional aspect because you have to work the record. You know what I mean? Like every record from it to go from scratch to platinum to double platinum or even if it just went gold. It's usually an artist putting up billboards, paying blogs, paying, paying fucking like, you know, um, publications to write about it, doing radio. So they're investing on that front. You get what I mean? And um, I'm not saying it should be 3% is wild, right? Like 3% is like, you know what I mean? I think 3%, I think like maybe 5 to 10 should be the engineer. I, I think engineer should be cut in. I'm sorry. I think engineer should be cut in. But I, 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 cut, my engineer. I cut all my engineering. Oh, you cut them out of your, really on your side? Yeah, yeah like Lemonade, right? I cut my engineer in on Lemonade. I cut my manager in on Lemonade. Oh hell no! Nah. Yeah. yeah, that's not standard though. <laughs> that's yo. I've heard that conversation in real life between an artist, like an artist that I know, records specifically with an engineer, um, and it's only that engineer. And yeah. and most artists usually have that one engineer, right? Where no one else could get their voice how they want it, except that one guy they kind of came up with, or that one guy who always works on their voice, right? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. They do the song. Even if they were recorded somewhere, got to go to the guy who's the engineer. He has to do all these things to it. But so he's to me, he's almost I won't consider him a producer, but the re- recorded engineer, the recorded engineer slash mixing engineer, especially if they do both. Got to get I, I think they should be getting some shit. You feel me? I mean, now, even because, you know, like 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 you just said, most major artists have like a go to engineer. Right. They all use like their own singular like engineer. And a lot of the times, not a lot of times, but most of the time, uh, engineers would be talking to the producers. You know what I mean? So like, hey, bro, like he's so-and-so's in the studio, send me a pack, blah, blah, blah. Just cut me in, give me five, give me 10%. Okay. So the engineers do be getting like, you know what I mean? They do. I don't I don't know what each individual conversation be talking about. You know what I mean? Because I'm not in them rooms. But with me, I, I, I could just speak about me personally. Like you're talking about one singular song act like yo i'm promoting i'm doing this 50 50 we i go promote it blah, blah blah whatever but i don't never care about the business shit like that you know what i mean because i know me personally like man i'm a part of so many songs on a year-to-year basis the way it's just like let me make sure that everybody eats from this that can possible you know what i mean i don't sit here worrying about this is my one song. I'm gonna hold it like it's you know what i mean yeah but i got songs that, that like went diamond that like I probably got a couple percent on. Like I could sit here and fight more for it, but it's like it's not about me. It's about making sure everybody gets the same amount across the board. You feel me? It, it, it's different for you though. Like you got hella songs, bro. Like some some niggas only got like one or two, bro. Like and that got to pay the bills. So I mean, I'm, you know, but see, act. You just said it yourself, right? You said that I got plenty songs. Whenever I first got into this shit, because I come from the internet and I was doing tight beats, I was making 
half a million a year selling tight beats on YouTube. You know what I mean? So no like, fucking way. Really? Yeah, that ass. Wait, 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 wait. I be thinking them niggas making like, you know what I mean, 10000 a year. Nigga, how the fuck was you making? Because it's only making like $200,000, $300,000 a year selling tight beats. Wait, wait, break it down. Wait, 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 wait. So give me that history, nigga. How the fuck did, did that happen? Maybe I was just trash as a producer. I've never really made more than like, I think I made like a thousand in one month and I was, I thought I was lit, nigga. <laughs> you just gotta, you gotta think about it, right? Say like someone wants to buy a lease to a beat. That shit goes on forever. There's no, there's no expiration date on that. Someone wants to, 30 artists want to buy the same beat for $50. What is that? 30 times 50. What is that? Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I dropped out in the seventh grade, bro. <laughs> I can't the, even the, divide. The, the 30 times 50, that would be, uh, oh, you would like Rutgers or something. Yeah, right? I did. I did. I did. That, that's 1500, 1500. There you go. Boom. That's just one, one beat. Now say you make 20 beats a day. Say you got multiple people want multiple beats. You got a catalog of beats. It just makes money out there. If you get ranking on YouTube, say like future type beat, you go look up future type beat. You see first five. You got to think how many artists every day on YouTube like future type beat and hit that person to buy that beat. You feel me? And it, it never goes off unless you buy the exclusive. Some people don't even offer the exclusive, but leases alone makes them a lot of money a month, a year. If you do it right. Yeah. Mm. On top of that, it, it being a producer, you sell drum kits, you sell expansion banks for VSTs, you do all, you do paid collabs, you do con, con, consolation calls or some shit, you know, where you tell people how you how you sell beats and how you market yourself, how you build your brand. There's a million different hustles as an internet producer that make money, bro. Like for real. I think you're just good at it because I be thinking that most of these these producers these days be broke because I'm, I'm like I saw the conversation online where. where where I'm like, yo, niggas used to get like half a million dollars in a producer advance for a beat. Now Bobby Schmurter is saying, nigga, y'all niggas want 10 bands? Man, get the fuck out my DMs. I'm like, damn, if an artist don't, if a signed artist don't want to pay 10 bands, you got to imagine, like, where's the money coming from? What do you, what, what do you mean exactly? What, what, I, I guess that was my thought, but, but like, to turn into a question is like, um, what do you think about that? Because like I'm guessing like that, the Bobby Schmurter shit. Well, well, not only that, but just that in general. Like you know, a lot of artists might just look at you and be like, "Yo, yo." Even if they're not Bobby Schmurter's level or not, they might be like, "Yo, just send me a beat, we'll get the splits." You feel me? And that song might turn out to be a platinum song, but it turn might turn out to be nothing. I just think every single situation, whether it's you know someone recording on a song or something like that, all calls for a conversation at some point, point. and it all comes down to how much do you believe in the song. Like, if you're the artist, if you really believe in the song, there ain't no amount of money that should stop you from putting the song out. The producer's charging $5 or $50,000. i have charged $50,000 for one beat before. People have paid it, no questions asked. You know what I mean? What's the normal amount of money you charge? Because I'm going to lie, right now, internet, the internet money stimulus package is definitely existent. And I think when people are paying for a beat, they're really paying for a brand. You get me? On average, say you wanted to get an internet money beat, probably like 20, 30 bands. Oh, shit. That's a great investment. Not that bad. It's cool. But I, most of the time, the labels are buying this. Ain't no artist paying for that. It's coming out their budget with the label and all that shit. You feel me? No, that's that's a pretty good investment. Because because I'm thinking, like, anytime I see a song, right, and I'm, I'm talking as a consumer, if I see a song that's dropped on Spotify, right, and it says right. produced by internet money, I automatically mm -hmm. think this is probably going to be a hit or might be fire. You get what I mean? So, like, how do you how do you change things when you kind of move away because as uh, when you were just doing the YouTube type beats right 
at that point you're probably just a producer in the sense of okay you're just a beat maker almost right um now you're not only a producer but you're also a brand so people might not even it could be one of your worst beats in your opinion but they're they're just saying fuck i just need the cosign of internet money happens every day people would email us every day like yo internet money on dsps no <laughs> oh okay okay i used to be cool with shit like that at first like whenever i had relationships with certain people but after a while bro like i, I don't know it just i felt like motherfuckers was trying to use me or use my brand that i took so long to build you feel me yes nigga. wait hold on so wait so would you remove your tag on it or no nah i mean well to be honest with you i got so many songs that i produced that I Yeah, I produced Freestyle by Lil Baby. Are you 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 know I know you're not capping. Wait, 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 wait. Give me the story of that. How'd you even like how'd you even know who Lil Baby was? How do you get that beat? Like well, I thought I heard another producer's name. Da Vinci. You hear his tag on Da Vinci. Yeah, 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 yeah. I made the loop. The loop. The melody, the the, the melody shit, that's me. Okay, okay, okay. So, so just walk me through how you, how you make it, how you find out he's on it, and then what's your kind of, like, because this is early on. I don't even think no one is looking at Baby, like, becoming as big as he is now, and also that's a once-in-a-generation type song. So, like, how do you make it to, like, these range of emotions of to now knowing where it's at right now? That's just one of the main songs they talk about in, in that Hulu documentary or whatever he just dropped. Or that, no, Amazon Prime. Just, just in general, man, like, I was making a loop kit, because that's what I'm saying. Like, producers, there's a lot of different grinds. If you want to make money on the internet, you can make drum kits, you can sell beats, you can do whatever. So I was making a loop kit for my website, you know what I mean? Like, I own one of the biggest drum kit websites, like a competitor, Splice. I own it right now. So the producer, Joseph DaVinci, just went through one of my kits and used my loop and made a beat around it. And I guess he engineer, baby, whatever. But you know what? That time, bro, that time period, 2017, was so crazy. Cause that's right whenever I got into the industry and I kind of like fell back from like on hands on producing. You feel me? Like I, I yeah, yeah, like once you finally get into industry land, you can put shit together and make two things work. I produce everything. I'm trying to bring everything in for all my guys. You know what I mean? Everything in. So. I just remember bro hit me like yo we got one with, with little baby and i produced a couple we, we produced a couple of my little baby because we had like eater starve or rilo on there like some shit like that um so i was i was very familiar with, with little baby and that's when like my dog was going crazy you know what i mean like i'm from i'm from jacksonville act like you know how far jacksonville is from atlanta it's four hours like you oh, hear shit. everything that goes on in atlanta and jacksonville for sure Hey, and did that producer try to hold you? Like, cause I ain't gonna lie, if, if niggas send me a loop kit, I would just put it out like a mine, nigga. Fuck all that shit. I'm gonna just try, especially if I don't know what it's gonna be. Like, you know what I mean? You gotta catch me when you can. You gotta hit me up, like, bro, you gonna use my loop? <laughs> uh, see, but that's the thing is, like, that's what people don't realize is I've been in this game so long. Like at that time, now it's separated. You know how, like, now people like, are you a beat maker or are you a producer? You know what I mean? Now it's, what are you, a beat maker? Are you a producer? Are you a loop maker? Do you just make midis? Are you a drum guy? What do you, what do, you do? Are you an in-studio musician? Like, what is, what is your way of being a producer? You know what I mean? So a little more, like, scattered out 
But at the time in 2017, whenever loop makers weren't like a real, real thing like that, wasn't popularized, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course people tried to hold me, hang their nuts on me. Wait, you got published on that song, right? You figured it out, right? Of course, of course. Of course, I got my puzzles, I got all that, but I just got my credit on it like two months ago. Oh, shit. They, they owe you some plaques for that bitch. You got to tell QC. I'm going to tell my man, people. No, facts, facts, facts. <laughs> I've been trying to get my damn freestyle plaque for five years, four years, three, uh, a minute, bro. That ass, a minute. But you know, at that time, we did Juice World. We had all this shit going on. I wasn't really like tripping. I was just like, cool, I'll just take my, my publishing and I'll keep it moving. And that's the reason why whenever we did this conversation act and you're like, if you're a producer, Taz, you're in a different position. You got many records coming out every year, whatever. It's because of that mindset. Whenever I get something, I don't sit here and act like it's the only thing I'm ever going to have. I play ball. I'm cool with it because I know that like, if I make this relationship cool or if I don't make it all about me and I'm just good, I'm cool for business or whatever, more money's going to come to me down the road because people's going to remember that I do good business as opposed to like, up a record in terms of yo like it kind of got out everybody's rocking with it but you know it, it was because they, they sent it to one artist then another artist jumped on it now they feel away and they want to clear it now like it, it fucks up relationship where like now the label's like man we don't want to fuck with that guy no more like yo he made it so crazy for us to you know get to, yo what are we gonna do wait so like wait are there any other like you know songs that we may have not associated you with that you were involved in producing? Because I feel like we, we we know the big ones. Man, there's a lot of records. There's records that I was like, before I was even on in the industry, you feel me? Like I, people use my kits or my loops or my midis for certain songs that like I didn't understand the business and that role wasn't defined yet in the music industry. Like I got fucked out of like Diamond Records. You know what I mean? Really? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and stay on that. Nah, nah, tell me, tell me, tell me the song, man. Come on, I, I'll go, I'll go, go get your publisher. I can't, I can't tell you the song. Oh, you, oh, you, you did like a little uh, settlement type shit. Not even that. It's just that's the type of person I am. I'm not the type to get on like a platform and like, nah, they hold me on this, whatever. But it's nigga, fine. tell me, and I'm finna go get the publisher. We gonna bust it down. Like, what's <laughs> up? <laughs> a diamond, right? Yo. Yo, yo, hold on. Crazy, right? Yo, it's so crazy that song is still probably to this day probably being held up in court. You feel me? Oh, you must be talking about Robin Thicke, Blur Lines. You in there? No, no, <laughs> no. I think I know all of them. It, it, it was a big ass song. Like, it, it went diamond. It recently went diamond. And I, I produced on it. And I Shit, got who, fucked out of my percent. Who the artist? Huh? Who the artist? I'm thinking about all, all, all the. All the all the songs that went diamonds and God's song, nigga, I know all the diamond song, God's plan, X sad, um, um, French Montana, um, it's not good enough. Yeah, wait, it's you on that? Song. It's not a rap. It's song. not a rap song. Even better, fuck them. Let's go get that bread. <laughs> yo, 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 Taz, on some real, man. Yo, I'm a big pocket watcher. How much a diamond record be paying these days, bro? If if I, if you got five points on a diamond record, I don't know. Or, no, 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 no. This is the thing. The thing, like, like we said whenever we started this conversation, right? Like, you have X amount of records in a year. I don't get a statement for one singular song. I get a statement, and it's like 200 songs on there, where it's just like this is how much this did on this market, this stream, and I just get a total. I don't even look at that anymore. Damn, these ASCAP checks be fat, don't they? 
Shit. BMI, we BMI, we BMI. Oh, BMI? Oh, Lee. Jesus. No, that's fire, though. Shit, we, we got to get that diamond record, man. I ain't going to lie. I'm not letting no diamond record go. Shit. All right, man. Wait, wait. So. At the time, at the time, at the time like, I was a kid just on the internet. I, this was, like, one of my first big records or some shit. And I had the producers calling me, like, I just got my wisdom teeth taken out. That's how young I was, bro. I got my wisdom teeth taken out. I'm on the way home from the doctor, from the dentist. And I'm, like, ripping stitches out my mouth because I can't speak. And they're like, we're going to fuck you over on this. We're going to blackball you. You're not going to work with this artist. You're not going to do that. How dare you try to come in and, like, take this record, blah, blah, blah. This is your MIDI, bro. This is, this is, we, you didn't produce on this. Some shit like that. You feel me? So I was just like, damn, that was my first taste of the music industry. For real, I was like, damn, this shit's crazy. Like, people really be moving like this, which kind of, like, made me even more wanted to, like, just move with my guys and do this internet money shit because I'm not really trying to, like, work with outside people and have to deal with that like you know what i mean yep. i know what my guys bro act so say there's on a producer side there's 50 50 percent publishing right yeah, yeah if i have a hundred if i have a hundred producers on a beat of mine or a song of mine every producer gets the same amount of percent everybody's eating the same no one's ever sitting here like i did this i don't give a fuck if you walked in the room and laid a fucking hi-hat down just one singing a hi-hat i make sure that you get the same amount that everyone did because it's like there. Wait, wait, wait. So you trying to tell me if, if if a nigga come in and he say yo, nah, nah, don't do don't do this uh E flat right here. Just do like a a B minor or whatever. Just one simple change. You won't be like you're you're on the fucking record. Same you percentage. No, you never know that right there. That input could have took this record from a five to a ten. You see what I'm saying? I've been in studio sessions where one singular change like that makes a major impact on a record. And like I like I talked about, producers need to have that mentality more, where it's like the the business down the road, not more so looking at it like this is their only placement or whatever. All my producers have the same mentality. We don't care. We don't, we don't we don't we ain't never stingy over no splits or no publishing or nothing because we know like we got more shit coming in. We're not even tripping. You know what I mean? Hey, yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to ask you this, and you, at least from what my view, I don't know if fans think differently. I look in the chat. I don't see you moving around with a crazy ego, but I've always thought I'm like, yo, internet money. I feel like you're responsible for getting a lot of niggas hot for you're the go to place where people like, yo, we need a hit. I've seen fans almost harass artists like, nah, you need to go link up with internet money to go get that shit back. Like, how does how is that type of dynamic now where, you know, you guys are almost just seen as just instant hit makers that are on the pulse of the sound mm. a couple things on that right like like the ego shit like us even having this conversation act talking about like oh taz don't care because he has x amount of songs whatever people will interpret that as i have the ego you know what i mean so people think i'm this piece of shit person whatever reason whatever that like bro i ain't got no jury on me i ain't got no none of that shit i don't care about none of that that shit means nothing to me it's all materialistic I'm just explaining the business behind the songs. You feel me? Whenever it comes to this internet money shit and people just like trying to hunt us down because we have hit whatever, it's kind of X amount of records and they tired of seeing us win type shit. You know what I mean? Mm. That's the shit to be fucking with me. It's like LeBron, right? I'm not never saying we're LeBron or comparing us to LeBron, but like LeBron's one of the most loved people in the world probably. You know what I mean? But he's also probably one of the most hated people at the same time. Just whenever you reach that level of success, you know what I mean? Like 
once you get people that love you, you gotta deal with the same amount of people that probably just hate seeing you win. I don't know, man. It's a, it's a it's a weird like balance being thing to like walk every time with the music shit. Do you guys or or um, it's like does Nick take credit for like you know Juice's success? You know. Never. Um, we we are never like that. We're never on that type of time. We're never like, oh, well, they're only successful because of us or whatever. Like, bro, we don't even like respect the juice and you know, grade A and all. And we don't never talk about juice. We don't never because it's like it's such a I don't know how to explain it, bro. Like it it kills us inside to like have to like think about this. You know what I mean? Like everything. Like we really care on a human level, and it's not about music. It's not about business. It's not about money. It's not about beats or like taking credit for someone's success. It's just like we kind of came up with him type shit. You feel me? So it shit hurts. Wait, wait. So run me back through like how did how did you even link up with like and, and I'm gonna ask a question which could be seen as offensive, but I, I um I'm asking because I think there's a lot of people out there when they're trying to coddle themselves from maybe the, their lack of success, they'll probably be like, well, maybe it was just right place right time for you guys in terms of meeting these artists and all these things going right for these hit yeah. songs to come out um how much number one how did you meet juice right how did all those songs come about and then do you think it's just just was complete luck or was it just a vibe like what was it it was just it was a time period where like you both y'all were everywhere yeah so so with uh me and juice i was never really that close to juice When he had like 200 followers, they paid for like his his monthly SoundCloud bills. So like, you know, all that shit. And they were building with him from the beginning. Like he was sending them songs and they'd give them feedback. They would chop it up on FaceTime. They had their little group chats where they talked about like clothes and fashion and all that shit. Like they were real deal homies, you feel me? And they just like started blowing up, started doing that shit. It was cool because whenever I met Nick Mary, he was 15. When I met DT, he was 15, 16. And they just like started building the sound with an artist. So like I've always been in support of that. And then he just started blowing up out of nowhere. It's just it's kind of fuzzy after that, bro, honestly. But in, in terms of them, I don't think it was a right place, right time, or they just got lucky type situation. I think that like something about Nick and DT style with juice all together, like it's like a perfect match. It's like peanut butter and jelly, you feel me? It's like 21 Savage and Metro Boom and it's like Jalil Beats and Mill, you know what I mean? Like every every major artist has that one producer there's where it's like, wow, they just sound great on that type of production. That's Nick and DT. No, no, I, I feel you on that. Yo, so like um I think it was like 2018 as well. Um that's when you probably first signed your 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 label deal, right? You signed an internet money record deal. And I remember thinking, I was like, okay, what are they gonna do? Right? And what what was very interesting, which I also liked, was that you guys start putting out records, and mm -hmm. and the records was more focused on this is the internet money brand, and you're gonna see a lot of your favorite artists kind of come hopping on a song, this person doing the hood, whatever, whatever, and it felt like I was thinking about this. I was like, yo, just, you know, this was a DJ Khaled. He just dropped his album, right? You know, he kind of comes from a producer slash DJ side of it, where he's much more vocal and you know, like not to like you know throw shade at him a little bit but like he does a little he does a little ditty on the record right so he's like yo dj Khaled, whatever whatever yeah. and and when i think about you guys you guys aren't that like yo let's be in every video let's be super faith 
face forward um, or even, you know, trying to like become artists in terms of like, you know, rapping or talking all over the record. Right. You guys just pretty much right. do the production on it. Um, mm -hmm. What gave you the idea of doing that? And um, why did you think it would work? Because I, I think people have tried it, but like they always need that face. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, man, I give so much respect to Khaled. I give so much respect to, you know, any producer like that putting records together because I've seen that side of it and I know how hard it is to not only like get in the room, but also secure those records for yourself. You know what I mean? Like imagine going to like Drake and being like, hey, bro, I need a record for my album. You know what I mean? And he give you one or two of them. Like not just any artist can do that. That's a lot of work. You know what I mean? Like Khaled, he works his ass off. So I got to give 100% credit to Khaled. People be like, what does Khaled do? Whatever, like, bro, Khaled makes the shit happen. He made it happen. Yo, that it's nigga a, Khaled. It's a hard thing. That nigga Khaled was telling a story of how he said he was trying to jump a fence to get into somebody's crib to, for them to record it, <laughs> bro. And the, I can't. I, hey, bro, I couldn't climb a fence to save my life, so I don't. I can't. Nigga, if you can't climb a fence, Khaled can't climb a fence. We knew he was capping, but that's my boy, though. He tried. He probably tried. God did. He, he wanted to get bad enough. He climbed that damn fence. I don't know how to describe it. For me, like, I just. Uh, it just ain't in my power but but for me yo yo act real real shit internet money for me bro isn't like that it's just like a vehicle for me to get wherever i'm trying to go at the moment you know what i mean like i don't want to be an artist i don't want to be that every video i've had whether it's lemonade or his and hers or somebody or whatever they try to put me in the video and make me be like the artist and i, I have to tell them like nah i don't want to do that you know what i've always told people like i respect 40 so much because 40 never tried to like be in the video like doing this or like showing some chains and doing that shit like he let the music do the talking he's just like he's like me kind of he's like a, a fucking music nerd mm. but I, I don't know bro i just i don't i don't really look at myself as an artist in terms of like trying to be an artist and plus like bro you know how corny i would look in the video next to some of these artists <laughs> bro that shit would be crazy bro i'm very self-aware very but, but but there's other sides to this to it and i guess like all right so let's kind of fast forward right so if in 10 years right 10 years internet money is super viable you guys have a bunch of artists on the label the center are you still going to be active in a production role or you just want to kind of transition to just being a, a executive because you know i i think i think internet money not only is it kind of like just a um it's a production powerhouse that also is a label um it's it's something where it could be just like the it could be a it could be literally the qc of the newer niggas who are in the realm of music you guys make so yeah. what is your passion is it to just stick on um to always somehow be in the production side or to kind of be just stay on the executive side because you're doing both oh man so whenever i like i said whenever i got into the music industry act like uh i was strictly producer Whenever I came into the music industry, I was already making damn near as much as like a lot of the major producers in music that time. I signed that. I signed the APG. I signed the Mike Karen. You know Mike Karen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legend, super legend, super legend. I wasn't hit to that level. I didn't know that motherfuckers were living like Mike. I didn't know that people were pulling up in their nice ass cars, the biggest artists in the world, to park at the chauffeur and walk upstairs to see Mike Karen. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I got hit with that my first week signing the APG. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't even want to be a producer no more. I want to be Mike. You know what I mean? <laughs> yo, you know what I'm saying? Yo, that, yo, that's so, yo, that's another perspective that people also don't realize that the executive, bro, the executive is like, the exec, there's no documentaries on executives, but the executive, I feel is one of the coolest jobs. You know what I mean? It might not be yeah. glamorous in terms of like, 
you might you might have an artist that's performing. Like I've sat, um, it was a couple months ago. I'm I'm standing right next to P. Even though I think a lot of people know P, but still, I'm standing right yeah. next to P in the that's audience. In the yeah, I'm standing right next to P in the audience. Everybody's walking like, yo, act what up. And then I'm like, I'm trying like, yo, you don't know who this is. I'm like, the artist you're watching, little baby, and the Migos, like he signs them. And like, yeah. I'm thinking, I'm like, yo, this is like the coolest shit. If you're not, if you don't have that ego of always to be, always wanting to be seen, or, or else it's gonna pull you back into the artist mold, you know? Right, right, exactly. And being being an executive, I look at it like I get the because see the the one problem I was having with being just strictly a producer, especially in the beginning act, was like um so many other people are in charge of you getting one being a producer in the music industry is essentially like playing the lottery you have to grind and grind and grind and grind and grind for like one beat that the manager has to love the artist has to love the cut on it or the songwriter has to love or the label has to love the fans gotta love now even like it has to go viral on tiktok it has to be like you know what i mean there's so much shit at play that could stop you from just getting on an album or a placement or getting paid or some shit like you know what i mean like in my position i'm the one that decides do i like this is it fire do i fuck with this i don't have people making those decisions for me as a producer anymore so i kind of fuck with the role i'm in i i'm like a i call myself like a player coach you feel me like i can i could be on the bench sitting there with the, the clipboard like this is what, what and i could throw my damn coach gear off and i got the jersey on I'm like Michael Jordan in Space Jam. You know what I mean? No, no, no. I feel you on that. Yo, I, I'll also say one thing is like, and I'm wondering if you, if at first, well, maybe not at first when you just got in the game, but I've always said to producers when I'm talking to them, I say, yo, listen, there's a, there's always a shelf life, right? Like everyone goes on a run. And then after that run, right, where like the mu the sound of music changes or there's another hot producer, like sometimes I've talked to these producers, it's a cold time when you're not getting them placements, where it's not automatic. Yeah. Because usually shit happens in clumps for producers. I was just talking to ATL Jacob. Like, yo, yo, he's like, like he had nine songs on a hot 100. You get what I mean? And and for him, he's like, yo, like this shit might not end. But also he remembers a time when he wasn't getting placements as well. So it's like being a producer is hot and cold. And I think when you're a record executive, you kind of get to control where and how the music is going a little bit more, which I think, I think that's just more valuable. Yeah. And the thing, man, the thing that a lot of producers fuck up on act is they are, once you reach a certain level or a certain status or you get one billboard song or something like that, right? You just want a second, you want a third, you want a fourth, mm. but you don't realize that like, if you would stop just trying to work with the biggest artists of the world and get those big billboard records and start with the biggest artists of tomorrow, mm-hmm. that's how you like help that curve and you actually like can keep going and there is no fall off. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no, of course. Um, like there's a few artists I feel like are synonymous with internet money, almost to the point that I thought it was goddamn signed. Tech is one of them. Like, I feel like, I feel like when we think about tech biggest songs, you know, I feel like we think about um, internet money. Um, how, how did that link up happen? And um, why do you think fans, especially like I've I've heard fans like spam like, "Yo, we need the next song to be with internet money." You know what I mean, or whatever. Like, you know, obviously he's an artist; he could do whatever he want. Um, yeah. Why do you think fans love when you guys connect, and what, what's that synergy? Oh man, so. I originally heard this this kid man from Queens and he just had this song over like some dance hall beat and it was like love no thought 
I'll, I don't remember hearing that it. at the time. You know what I mean? So I just hit him on Twitter. Actually, I said, yo, Lil Tech, I'm trying to do an EP with you. Next thing I know, he was in L.A. They were in L.A. two days later, three days later. And we what? did. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So, so just off one song? Like, you must have heard more shit. Just off one song. But you got to remember, act like, like, like I said earlier, like, we, my team, we founded Juice. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm already well aware that, like, hit records sometimes come from nowhere. You know what I mean? As long as you think the artist is fire, who really gives a fuck if they're signed or if people know about them or whatever like that? The biggest artist could be like, you know, if you were to meet Drake 20 years ago or 15 years ago, 11 years ago, he wouldn't be the Drake he is now. But, you know, 40 had that vision and seen it in him and they built together. They built that relationship just because you get bigger in the industry don't mean it stops. Like you still have to like have that ear and the A&R to like go find new artists and bring them up to that point. You feel me? So. Love No Thought, her Love No Thought. I was like, yo, this shit's fire. I was like, I always thought in my, like, whenever I heard that song, I was like, yo, this kid's gonna look, because you know, at the time, like, Drake was doing Coast Times with everybody. He did, like, Hannah Montana, and he did the, yeah, the yeah. My Way shit with Fetty, you know what I mean? I was like, this is, like, one of them artists that, like, Drake's gonna throw an arm around or some shit. I could feel it. You know what I mean? Like, he's that fire and expression is new. So I told him, I was like, yo, uh, I'm trying to do an EP with you. I put it on Twitter and he just responded. He said, Bet, let's do it. And he came to LA two days later, three days later. And then we, the first session we had, I swear to God, we did Ransom, did it again, somebody, shots, the score, all in one session, like in like a four hour span. Yeah. I've never had like that type of magical moment where like I'm with an artist and we just create so many powerful hits back to back to back to back to back. You know what I mean? Mm. Yo, you also did um um you did fuck love with um um Trippy and X, didn't you? Yeah, we did fuck love with Trippy and X. Shit, like yo, like how surreal is like you know like what year would you say is like the year where you're like it probably now in hindsight it's, it's like that year was crazy, but like in the moment you're probably going through the the you're just going through the motions type of shit. Like what would it would it be seventeen, eighteen, or nineteen? See, 17 for me, I didn't even get into the industry until August 31st of 2017. You know what I mean? So, like, 2017, I got, like, a designer found one of my beats off YouTube, and that's how I got into the industry. I got a pub bill off a song with Gucci Mane designer called Life. Um, oh, shit, you did and, that? Yeah, and then uh, Fuck Love dropped August 25th, 2017. So that was Nick's first, like, it dropped on his birthday, his 17th birthday, on the album 17. You know what I mean? And uh, that was his first, like, real big placement. So we kind of started, like, late August. So probably 2018, bro, honestly, whenever we had Fuck Love carrying over into 2018 from 2017, still going crazy. Juice was going crazy with, like, All Girls Are the Same and, like, Loose to Dreams and then fucking Tekka was going crazy. 20, what was that, 2019? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, it was 2018. Uh, it's, a, it's a blur, bro. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not good with years, but just that time period was just a crazy time period, you know? Yeah, I kid you not. The, the juicer with the, like, I mean, that's a diamond song, ain't it? Like, Lucid Dreams? Lucid Dreams Diamond. It's a diamond song. Yeah, it's diamond. Shit, I gotta imagine that uh, all girls are the same are probably like um like doubling triple. Ooh. Like wait, wait, um I, I don't think I asked you. How did you and Nick link up? Oh man, so DT uh DT was a little producer in my DMs the whole time, just spamming me like because I was a big internet producer. And he was spamming me like, yo, bro, listen to my beats, yo, please listen to my listen to my beats, listen to my beats. 
and I never responded, but I'm a big ass NFL fan. He's an NFL fan too. And he hit me one time about some NFL shit. And then he was friends with Nick. And then we just linked on like Rocket League. That's it. Really? Yeah, on Rocket League. So, so, so like, I mean, like, how, how did, because he's a, he's like a, a co-founder of internet money as well. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. like, 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 how do you guys like, you know, um, combine like vision for where, because it, it do feel like there's a sound and like a concerted effort to make music for the youth. Like, how did you guys kind of like, you know, um, kind of link on that and like kind of collaborate and see the vision and actually even get to working with all these people. I know some of them just kind of happened, but. I like what was that conversation like when you guys first set forth on, yo, this is what we're gonna do with the brand, or this is what we're gonna, this is what we're trying to do as producers, and hopefully a brand comes in, whatever. Bro, that that point in time, bro, like we didn't even understand like what we were building or what we were working on. You feel me? Like my manager Bird, he came from like uh, the ear drummer shit. So with Mike Will and all them, like he was really cool with all them. He came from uh, like the Brick Squad days with like Waka and you know all them. So. uh he was just like, yo, Taz, you could really do this shit if you really want to do it. Like this internet money shit, you could really turn it into some shit like some eardrummer shit. You know what I mean? And he just like kind of gave me a foundation and we just started building it from there. But we never like sat down like, yo, this is the sound we're going to make. Yo, this is what we're going to do. These are the artists we're going to target. Like we just kind of like, we have one big group chat that's been going on on iMessage for like fucking five years, six years. And we just like are friends, bro. We sit there and talk about real life real shit going on, we, we might drop in new music we find or whatever, you know, same shit you probably got with your homeboys, you know what I mean, like, yo, I fuck with this artist, all right, cool, but see, like, where you stop is listening to them, mm. you know what I mean, like, oh, I fuck with this new artist, they're hard, but I will be like, all right, cool, let's get them on the phone, let's get them out here. I, I've seen you tweet before, and and, and it's kind of interesting, you make it super accessible for people to get to you, like, in, in the sense of, like, um, you seem to try to read what the average person with no following is saying, especially if they're trying to submit something that you could yeah. consider. And I've thought about that too. And I'm like, it's almost like, again, and I don't know how, how your label is structured, but like, you're like the biggest A&R on your actual label. Like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. most executives slash beat makers slash producers, they're too busy to really be listening to other shit. Like they're yeah, just yeah. constantly. So like where you get the time and like, how don't you like fucking get to the point of just like drowning out when other people who aren't in the game are trying to send you music or trying to get on? All right, bro. I'm up every morning at 5 a.m. Just listening to music going. To, you know what Tweet Deck is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see that shit? I got Tweet Deck. Every day I got a million different columns open on Tweet Deck. I see my mentions. I see when people's mentioning my name. I saw artists that I signed. New shit is coming out. I got you on one of the columns. You know what I mean? Like I be seeing everything that goes on. I be in Reddit. I be in the Reddit little little subreddit, seeing what the fuck's going on. See, that's how I know like you're in the game. Like, like I'm some of the places it. I check for shit. Like I won't even admit, but like honestly, if you really love this game and like you want to be on top of everything, like like shit, I, I've been on this like this uh. Reddit like New York State of Mind, like they, they be putting me on to Mad Joe rappers. Like before, like before these, like yo, these niggas just picked. I know about New York State of Mind. I know, yo, about, that. I know about this. Yo, like they just picked up a mic. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, all right, yeah, shit. Yeah. But but you gotta go to those places to get the shit before it gets like industry fired. Because once it's there, like there's so much fluff that gets to it. And I'm just surprised you actually got all the time for that. Um, 
Yo, yo. In my eyes, in my eyes, Zach, like I'm a normal ass person. That's why I don't like doing interviews. That's why I don't like like being in music videos. That's why you don't see me a lot. You don't hear from me a lot because people put me on this pedestal like, oh, your internet money or your tags or whatever. But I really never looked at myself like that. I've always looked at myself like a normal person. I just get to make music with people I'm fans of for a living. And that's not me just saying that shit because we're on a, a podcast or a platform or some shit like that. I'm literally just saying that because I literally believe that. You know how many times people's like, what, but your tags, you're in I'm like, bro, I don't give a fuck about that shit. Like, I love this music shit and I really care about it. And when you love something, first of all, I, I dropped down to seventh grade, bro. I told you that. Like, yeah. I ain't never had a job. I ain't never had nothing. The only thing in my life that's ever gave me a dollar, bro, like I come from like, one of the worst sides of towns in Jacksonville, Florida. You feel me? Like one of the only things in my life that ever made me money, bro, was selling beats. So like once you like get something that gives you some money, I ain't never had shit. Like, all right, cool. I'm just going to keep doing this shit. Like I'm good. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure you like the minute you start doing like your YouTube videos and all that shit, you're like, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm starting to see some traction from this shit. Like, yeah, all right, yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm just going to stay in this lane. This is me now. Like this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. No, no, that's definitely dope. Yo, so you, you you dropped um so you dropped the album before the storm, which is the first album, right? Um, the All first right. internet money album. Um, I had the mm-hmm. huge single with uh, Lemonade, and um, I'm, I remember looking at that album from the track list, and I'm like, damn, these niggas got a star-studded lineup, and I was wondering off the rip, I was like, how difficult, you know? Um, again, I think for Khaled it might be a little bit easier. He has a lot of stain yeah. in the game. A lot of people who also probably feel like, oh, well, if I get on his record, it could help me, right? How right. difficult is it um, to put together a a producer conglomerate slash label album, especially without the face and just hoping that the music stands alone, that it, w- it that, that would be the promotion um, rather than, you know, um, you doing a million interviews or, you know, you just out there just selflessly promote by by trying to exploit some some image or whatever you have like yeah i I think i think most importantly just to get to the album shit like it was never some big like we wasn't having like quarterly meetings at the label and like having everybody come there and be like look we're about to put out an album this year like bro i was it the internet money house i was high out my fucking mind bro like (laughs) 3 a.m in the morning and i was on twitter just like yo i'm dropping it i'm turning in an album in a week or two weeks I ain't have no songs. I ain't have nothing. But the tweet kind of went up and people was like, oh, shit. And then that money's doing an album. I was like, oh, fuck. So I had to do an album and I did the whole album in two weeks. The whole album. So it's just a bunch of songs I had sitting around. The only songs that we like really produced out on that album was like Lemonade. <laughs> really? Yeah, because yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the I'm looking at like even the feature list, but also the track list right here. And it's like, yo, you got. You got Don Tolliver, Roddy Rich on the same song. Shit, obviously Lemonade with with, with Gunna, Nav, um, Don Tolliver as well. You know what I mean? You you got um, Swaley and Future. You know what I mean? Like like how hard is it to get those type of features though? You know what I mean? Some of these are pretty huge artists. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's just about knowing people from the industry. You know, like I said, like you do good business, whatever it carries. You build relationships with people off of doing good business over the years. So I just could depend on those relationships whenever like it's time to like do a song or get a swap or get a verse or do something like that. You know what I mean? It's just always my face card, like always like doing good business, people knowing the type of person I am and having those relationships with people really, but it's not easy to do a, a, a producer artist album. 
Because, like, say Lemonade, right? Like, this is the problem that I've, I've dealt with after Lemonade. Because Lemonade was so huge. That's going to be a diamond record on its own. You feel me? And, like, I own the masters to that. That's my song. Nigga, I got merch in my closet for Lemonade. Yo, Suits to take yeah, care. <laughs> I, I know. I'm, I'm hip. I'm hip. But, like, people don't know that, like, October 2017, like, we wrote Lemonade. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Like, me, Jazzy, Johnny Yukon, we was in there and we wrote that song. And that song sat for, like, two years. We wrote that song Why? for, like, little... Yeah, we wrote that song for, like, Little Skies or something like that. Like, not standard bro takes records or some shit. We're just like, yo, I want to make something in this lane. This is what we're going for. Ah, uh, he might sound hard on this. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we're thinking in that moment. And we we wrote that record. And then Jazzy ended up putting it out. Shout out Jazzy. She's fire. Johnny, he's fire. And when us three, like, get together, I feel like we can make a hit record for anybody. But she put it out, and the label she was at situation or something just didn't do anything. And I really loved the record, and I was already working on an album. So um, my one of my publishers hit me, and they said, like, yo, Don actually cut this record, like, in 2018, but he never did nothing with it. Do you want to hear it? So I said, yeah, send it to me. And it was of, like, the original beat, whatever, like, uh, some old beat. And I basically said, like, yo, get me an acapella. And I got, like, a video. I was in my living room during COVID, like, because, you know, what, no one working, nothing going on. And we're sitting there just producing Lemonade. And then, you know, I hit Nav, hit Gunna, got the verses back within, like, a week. Put the song out. The shit goes crazy. You feel me? Damn, wait. So, so, so you guys also, like, it's not just, like, just making, like, a song. Like, you guys are almost kind of, like, engineering where engineering these these records where like you have an idea for it right because like you know you probably had the hook there and it's like yo shit we just need the right person to fucking cut it and obviously you know don Tyler, which i i can't on hear it with without his voice but damn so you guys had that shit sitting for two years shit it just sat on my computer for two years we never did nothing with it you know but it comes back to like that a and r ear being a producer like yo, this is a future type beat. This is a young thug type beat. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Having that, whenever you're making beats, to have that ear to be like, all right, cool, I want to sell this. Who, who does it sound like? It sounds like some shit that, like, Gunna would get on. Okay? Or, like, Nav. Like, oh, you know, it'd be hard. Yo, what if we put Gunna and Nav on this shit with Don Tolliver? That'd be hard, right? Yeah, that'd be hard. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I know you're going to give me a really political answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. When you hear a song with multiple people, especially as your song, do you think to yourself, like, this person killed it the most? Uh, nah, not really. I'm just sitting there like, I just hope they don't fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really ask you that for... um. Yo, I, yo, I, music, music, bro, music is so subjective, and I think about it like that. You know what I mean? Where I'm never like, yo, they killed this. This is the one. Like, whatever. I know that if as long as I think it's cool, that's all that I, I care about. I know people are going to hate it. I know some people are gonna love it, some people are gonna playlist it, some people's gonna fucking delete it off their shit, whatever, because everybody has a different opinion on music. I just can't think about that in the moment. I gotta think about how does it make me feel and do I like it? You know what I mean? Yo, I I, I really ask that because me and my homies always argue over actually you know my homie. Um 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 annoying, annoying Mario, yeah, yeah. Mario, that's my man. That's yeah, my man. That's my boy too. Listen, me and him, we always argue over the somebody track. And we'll keep it real with you. Boogie's my guy. I'm like, oh, I think Boogie it, took it. Boogie That's his guy. That's I, I guy. know, but that's why we're we're coming to you. And I know you've worked a little bit more with Tekka, clearly. Um, but I'm asking you, because I want some objectivity out of you, you gonna solve this this um this debate. 
who killed it most? I think I think Boogie came on that shit and floated. You know what, bro? Honestly, I love Tekka's part. And that's not Tekka, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, we're not saying one's good and one's whack. Like, it's both hot. We're just saying it's like, yo, it's like, you know, you know, you argue is like just who killed it most? Like, who went crazy? It's like we're having that conversation now about that, that Jay-Z, um, Wayne and like um um Rick Ross joint got did. And obviously everybody's like, yo, Jay killed it more. So there's always the favorite. I'm wondering, because you're a music fan. I mean, you're a businessman too now, and a producer, so you have many hats to wear. But I'm wondering if the if if the if the fan in you is like, yo, this nigga went crazy on this shit. Yo, you know at that time, bro, when I got the A Boogie verse back, yeah. I'm not never sitting there like, yo, yo, what did he say? What did he say? Yo, he's going crazy. Boogie recorded that shit in the New York recording studio. And for some reason, bro, like New York recording studios are so bad. Like they sound awful. I'm <laughs> sitting there freaking fuck out because I'm trying to put this song out and I hate the mix. You feel me? Like I legit hated the recording. Oh. Like, me and my engineers are sitting here. We all got headphones on. We trying to doctor this fucking verse up to, like, make it sound good so we can actually, like, make out. Because whenever we got the song, you couldn't make out what Boogie was saying. Is, I mean, it was just, like, mumbling. It didn't sound. It, felt, it sounded like we was listening through, like, the wall with some Dixie cups. It didn't sound like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Quad Studio for you, man. <laughs> man, you already know. Quad Studio, Premiere, all that shit, bro. Like, love them. Legendary studios. But, like. <laughs> I don't call it the ass sometimes, bro. Hey, well, well, okay, I get that. You're you're too much in the fucking kitchen to be like, yo, well, this tastes exactly. better. Nah, I get that. I get that. But exactly. and we could go to. The, I want. I want to pick you. Pick the song actually. Which song have you ever um either like you know sent out for somebody to do, and they sent back some shit that you you're just jaw dropped like, wow. Like a good wow? No, 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 good, 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 good. We're not trying to blast nobody. Huh. You know what? You know how I many records I got, Act? I got no. Yeah, but it gotta be something that's, especially, it gotta be some shit that worked, right? Like some shit that, like, 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 say you sent it to an artist and they went so crazy on it, it turned, like, what they did just either gave it new life. Like either made you go a different direction, or even like what they did. Like everybody later on in the world when they heard it, they just fucking loved it. You know what? You know what? I got it. So uh, there was a song on Tekka's latest album, "We Love You, Tekka Too," that yeah. I was like beating everybody down for. I was like, "Yo, this shit right here, this is fire!" Like I love this. Yeah. So I put together the record for Tekka, Trippy, and Chief Keith to do Chopper Shoot the Loudest. You yeah. know. And, bro, whenever I heard Chief Keith verse on that shit, like, a lot of people had something to say about it. Like, everybody had something to say because he, Chief Keith did his shit on it, and he went way longer than what he was supposed to. Like, he's just carrying it out for, like, 20 bars. Like, you know what I mean? Just Wait, Keith went 30 bars on some shit? And then people like, yo, we got to cut, like, we got to cut Sosa's verse. And I'm like, this is fucking Sosa. We're not cutting <laughs> Sosa's verse. We're keeping this shit. I'm sitting there like, bro, I was, like, crying. I was on my knees just like, thank you. Thank you, God. Yeah. Now, now he's my fucking neighbor. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Do, do you normally give like instructions and shit? Like, yo, yo, we only need a sixteen right here, or bro, just give us a bridge, bro. That's it, dog. I can when it's like tech or like someone like that. You know what I mean? But whenever like Gunner sending us a verse or 
Chief Keefe or some shit like that. You just got to let it rock. You know what I mean? That's how they envisioned it. That's how they seen it. Who am I to tell them how to come on a song that I'm wanting them to do them? I'm not wanting them to do what I think they should do. You know what I mean? Yo, yo, would you do a, a, a like an EP? With- but but on, the other, on the other side, I wish people had that same respect for me when I'm doing my songs. You know mm. what I mean? And like, what do you I want to reproduce it how I, how I hear it or I want to see it. You know what I mean? What do you mean? With explain, explain. Do they do they like pigeonhole you? Oh, bro. So like, um, like his and hers. You know the song his and hers. Yeah, yeah. Like I did. I worked on that song for nine months. You know what I mean? It was it was a similar situation to Lemonade, where it was like we had someone like work and write the song, and we worked around like do all. You know what I mean? All that shit. And because an artist heard a particular version and they got loved of that version, and whenever we doing a video shoot. They didn't hear the finished version and they almost walked off the video because they didn't hear that version. I sped the whole shit up because originally it was like 112 BPM and the final one was like 140 BPM. You know oh, how big shit. of a difference? That nah, is? that's a big ass fucking difference. So yeah, I, I, I thought you were going to say 120. That's my record. I spent probably like half a million dollars more on that song. You know what I mean? So it's like, I just wish people gave me that same respect and being like, all right, I trust Taz, I trust his opinion. Like, you know what I mean? The same way I do whenever they send me their verses. Like, I'm never going to be like, man, fuck them. This verse trash. Like, they didn't kill this shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's how they heard it. Now, I feel you on that. Yo, w- wait. Um, I always wanted to ask you, like, when it came to, like, your peers, right? To, like, other producers and, you know, we're, we're going to talk about the production side of it. Again, you wear many hats, but, you know, we're not talking as executive. We're talking strictly production. Um, mm-hmm. Who do you look as, you know, as like if you have to do a Mount Rushmore right now, of nah nah, man, of course, like I'm I'm saying like new age producers, bro, like producers pushing the sounds. Yeah, yeah. You Produce you murder this. You guys murder this one. Yeah yeah yeah, like it gotta be new niggas, man. Like like who, who do you feel like is giving the soundtrack for new niggas to, to rap? What's my time period? Okay, cool. We're gonna we're gonna go from um twenty anything after twenty ten. And 2010, you you have to put uh, 808 Mafia in there. They, they changed the game forever. You know what I mean? So like Southside, TM, definitely in there for me. TM 88 is a legend. Yeah. Ooh, uh, we'll just say 808 Mafia. Yeah, 808 Mafia, yeah, Southside like, TM. Like Lex Luger, Lex Luger isn't a part of 808 Mafia, but you know what I mean? Like, okay. but Lex Luger as well. He changed the game. He did his. You know we're, I mean? we're lumping him in. Nah, nah. We got four spots. We gonna lump him in there. So so South so 808 Mafia. Lex Luger, he's in. Michael. Okay, no, no, Michael won't get his own. So Michael get another spot. Yeah, Michael for sure, man. He just killed the game. Michael's Michael's the goat. Um, point ten, man. You just think Mustard had a chokehold on radio, but I don't. I love Mustard to death. I think he's super talented. I think people don't give him enough credit. But I don't know if I put him in my personal Mount Rushmore. You know what I mean? If we're talking about producers that like I really fuck with, um, I, I I remember when he was going with the Ten Summers thing. He definitely had like a a chokehold on a sound. Um, he's crazy, bro. He still every now and then you'll you'll hear Monsters tag on shit. He's going crazy. You going stupid still. Yo, he, yo, I, I heard him say something or somebody said it about him. I don't know if it's true that like he stopped putting his tag on shit as much just because like that shit was getting worn out in a way where it's like. You know, people like 
it's almost like fans wanted to like, oh, okay, this sounds like the last shit. Or, yeah. or, 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 you know, from time to time, it's not like artists fall off, but it's like fans just want to act like they're fucking with something newer. You know what I mean? Right. And as a producer, right. if they keep hearing that same tag, it's kind of like you're, even if you're changing your sound and you're, you're, you're coming up with something new, they're like, oh, it's mustard again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think I'll probably have mustard on my. I think I probably have mustard. Who would be the? Uh, I know it's usually four. We'll give you two more. For me, though, for me to know, the, the final two, I had to put Metro mm. and I had to put Weezy. Weezy. Okay. He's more recent, not not 2010-ish, but like, you know what I mean? Weezy is just, he's the GOAT, bro. Weezy is the real GOAT. I'm I'm putting um I'm putting I'm putting I'm putting Boy Wonder. I'm oh yeah, not nah, well, bro. I don't even know. Boy Wonder is the goat. He is he, he's in his own. You know how like they got the uh the Mount Rushmore and then they got like different statues. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he got his own statue. He got his own little shit. You know what I mean? Boy Wonder the goat though. He's a real goat. Shit. I mean, w- when it comes to producers and like you know collaborating. And right? murder. And murder. Shout out to murder. That's my that's my brother right there. Me murder actually pull up on me here. We chop it up all the time. That's that's my man for real. And he shouted me out in, in, in y'all's interview, so I'm gonna shout him out too. Murder's murder's up there too. No, of course, yo, your murder doing some crazy shit right now. Like yo, he's fucking with a lot of different genres. Like I think he's expanded. Yeah, he expanded his shit where it's like he ain't gonna be pigeonholed just to rap, but he also does he does records like that too. Right. You know, he's putting out, you know, he's done a couple of, you know, collab collaborations with an artist, but he's also focused on his own brand. Um, mm-hmm. You're dropping EP. Right. Um, wh- what do you like? Who do you take kind of um, I would say, like, watch their movements to kind of help you figure out yours in a way when it comes to like putting out records? I don't I don't really do that. Like at all. You talking about in terms of producers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I don't at all. But I like, you know, Murder pull up on me. He plays shit that he's working on. Like, I just overall for me, bro. Like, I feel like because I did do Lemonator, I did do do these records as internet one of your artists. People will always expect me to try to like, yo, I'm gonna go get Lil Baby and Lil Dirk, and I'm gonna go get you know what I mean. Just try to put all the biggest artists on the song. But the past couple years, Zach, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I've really just been like crazy listening to this underground shit and that's kind of why i did my ep i didn't go put the biggest artists on the song i put like the biggest underground artists on a on a, on a project you know what i mean like the shit that i was really fucking with and listening to period instead of just like yo i'm gonna kill rap caviar with this one yo this is this one's going to top three rap caviar you know what i mean so i ain't really like every other producer i see a lot of producers like doing their own songs now and putting artists on the songs and i love to see them doing that shit i've always been for producers like doing their own records and getting their shine and putting that shit together. I think now it's kind of like if you're a big producer, you kind of have to do that shit. You know what I mean? It's like, cool, yeah, you got some hits, but like, go put a record together. You feel me? Like, go do that shit. That's what I look at it like. But I don't I don't like, yo, they're, they're, doing, they're doing this? Alright, alright, better. I see how they're moving. Like, I'm, I'm the complete opposite. I'm like, saluting everybody doing that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I fuck with the fact that Murder is out here doing like international records with like Anita and all them. I think that's fire. Why not, bro? Spread it out. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah, no, no. That's definitely interesting. Um, with especially how I, I remember watching you tweet. Uh, I think you had quote tweeted me when I remember I announced the uh, the like first week sales um, for, for, for before the storm, and oh, okay. it, it was just like if if like just reading your tweet, it felt like it was like an 
very accomplishing moment where you're like, yo, like, damn, we're on the billboards. It, it didn't feel like you were like chasing. And so that's like, so I'm understanding what you're saying. It didn't feel like you're chasing like, all right, bro, this is like, we're going to be selling a hundred thousand soon. Like it didn't feel like you were chasing the charge. You were just more appreciative. What was that moment of, 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 you know, not only watching the success of Lemonade, but also the success of the album. What, what, what did you take away from that? Man, no, the whole, that whole project in general, bro, is just like a different time period. Cause there's shit behind the scenes that was going on, like in the music industry and like people like trying to hold their nuts on me in that moment because we might've fucked up something on a song or some shit like that, whatever. To where like, I couldn't even enjoy the moment like that, to be honest with you, like getting the shit, whatever. But man, we sold 35,000 first week as like a producer collective. I'm not trying to be an artist. I'm not trying to be out here like, Yo, I, I went number one. I don't care about that shit, like, as a producer. I just wanted to make myself not look stupid for being high, too, you know, when to put out an album. That's basically it. And the fact that then, I'm like, damn, I didn't even know we was that big, you know? This whole time, people be, like, talking about, like I said, like, internet money or you tags or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't never look at it like that. I still think we ain't shit. And maybe that's why we keep having, you know, records come out or whatever is because this shit don't ever feel like it's getting too big for us so we gotta like hold ourselves to some standard we just ultimately bro we just do what we want to do and we're fans of the shit so getting that getting getting any sales getting one sale on that album bro that shit was crazy to me the fact that people cared enough to listen to our album or even buy it you know what i mean that's fire i fuck with that yo where you gonna spin the block on these motherfuckers who try to play you with that shit man come on man you gotta tell me their name bro i, I tell people i tell people all the time, <laughs> you gotta spin the block on them man it's just gonna be getting crazy when our producers start killing each other, bro. It's just gonna be getting crazy, bro. Um, yo, yo, yo. So t tell me your day to day right now, right? So like, you're you're in a studio, right? Um, are you doing a bunch of Zoom calls? Because you know, obviously, you run a label as well. Or are you just locked in, locking in with beats? You locking in with artists? Like, what are you doing? Yo, so I, look, this is this is my studio. This is one of them. And you see, you see behind this glass wall over here. Yeah, yeah. By, by the way, for everybody who's on um on Spotify Live, um, by the way, I know we're running extra long, but this is my guy right here. By the way, we're gonna do this in person as well too. Like, like I'm me and him, we could talk forever, right? Um, he showed me his studio, so like, if you guys, you obviously can't see through the app, you'll be able to see it on the on the um archive version of this. Okay, well, go ahead, go ahead. Tech is in there right now, so we just like working. You know what I mean? Like, I got my own studio. I got like five rooms in this bitch. My day to day. I wake up, bro, like 5, 6 a.m. on TweetDeck, scoping, see the shit, check the news. I be on looking all the like the, the stats, the music, the back end shit, like who sold how much, who's streaming how much, who's the most streamed, like all that shit, checking everything out. I hit the gym every morning, man. I go to Equinox, you know, get that good workout in. Come to the studio like 11, 11 a.m. noon. That's it. The whole day I go home at like 9 p.m., 10 p.m., depending on who's in the, st the studio. Sometimes it's a little longer. Wake up again, man. Do it again. I don't sit on Zooms. I don't do interviews. I don't go do photo shoots. I don't do music videos. I don't do none of that shit. I just, you're I'm, strictly I'm real, I keep to myself. Nah, you strictly into the music, man. That's what's up. Yo, uh, yo, for the people who are in the chat, goddamn, my bad. I ain't ignoring y'all. Yo, if y'all got some questions, man, fire off right now. Somebody says, yo, I, they're sitting there loving the conversation. This is dope. Yeah, yo, I love conversations. Um, Oh, somebody said I should ask you about your tweets about Spotify monthly listeners. What happened? Oh my god! What you was talking about? You can shoot the Bro, shit. I'm not so like because fans can't see the back end numbers and shit. Like how many streams artists are doing a week? 
all they can see is like month Spotify list, monthly yeah. listening. You know what I mean? And you know, like I know, like say like take like Lil Ack, right? Yeah. If they put, if they put fucking clout tokens or some shit, yeah. And big ass playlist because so many people view that playlist and just might skim past your song or some shit. Yeah. It's gonna break your numbers, right? Yeah, yeah. Listen, I mean, I, I shit. First of all, I know we on Spotify live, but I, I, I know this is a fact. Hey, Spotify monthly listeners, when it comes to music, is definitely affected by the playlisting you get because it's opening you to more people that 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 could see or listen to your record, and it only takes the exposure, and you're now a listener. You know what I mean? Like, but people will see like monthly listeners, the stat, the number, and be like, okay, that's how many people are like listening to this artist or some shit and it don't work like that oh i'll give you i'll give you a great example like i remember the whole thing this is like before like the whole thing with like you know well actually they canceled tory but like he was he was on the song what's popping the song is going crazy he's listed as a feature when you listen as a feature you're getting all the monthly listeners for that song don't mean they're coming to listen to the rest of your songs so tory got 30 million monthly listens shit looking crazy and as soon yeah. as that song kind of like, you know, cooled down a bit, like his monthly listeners like went down dramatically because they were only listening to that one song. So sometimes monthly yeah. listeners, you don't know if they're listening to the whole catalog or they listen to the whole song. So it's definitely misleading. But obviously that's, that's not no disrespect to like Spotify or any shit like that. I'm not talking shit on the whole monthly listener stat. No, I, yo, by the way, I love it. You know why? Because like Spotify is the only DSP that gives you as a fan, as a fan, it gives you exactly. some semblance of of what everybody's doing clearly like you know if you have like you as a music executive you're seeing way more stats on your spotify for artists you're seeing way more stats on apple music for artists right so you're seeing in-depth stats but as a fan we can't get like access to that so it's like how are we gonna figure out what's popping right without like you know some type of numbers so i love the fact that they give some numbers but of course fans gonna take it too far because they think that number means it's that streams, you know what I mean, for everything. When yeah, it's, it, my whole argument was it's just not an indicator of where artists is right now. Just because they might have a song that's popping doesn't mean that they got 40 million people really actively checking for them. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it just doesn't equate to that. Like, even you act, you be posting, you be per- posting first week sales, second week sales, third week sales. Like, you know, like I know that number don't mean shit anymore. But if I was you, what what's the better indicator? Wait, I, I want to hear this. What do you think is better? Because no, I, I agree with you. I think there's a it's a complicated bunch of things. I want to hear what you think though. If the better indicator is how many streams are they doing a week? It updates every Monday. You can check it out. That's what you should be posting, not the first week album sales. You know what I mean? Okay, and then you see, this is why I'm telling you, man. I feel like we could, we could go, we could go back and forth about so many things because put it like this, right? And again, I got real life examples about everything, right? For example, NBA YoungBoy outstreamed Rod Wave. Rod Wave sold more than YoungBoy, right? So what happens at that point is like, you know, first of all, and, and I'll give you another, I'll give you another stat, right? So Kendrick Lamar, um, no, 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 The Weekend. The weekend streams compared to Gunna streams, or the weekend streams compared to Lil Durk streams. The weekend is a global artist, right? So overall, globally, they get more sales or they get more streams. But like just in the U.S., Lil Durk is a huge streaming artist in the U.S. Not so much outside, but 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 in the U.S. is. So it's like one of those things where like 
even if you are right that you know we should just take that total number for streaming, but we don't know if somebody from Australia doing all that streaming. Like, you know, what I mean, some of these niggas they're popping in Japan. You feel me? Like we on these streaming websites, <laughs> like they have, it, they have it by US and they have it by global. You know what I'm saying? You talking about his sale double? You know, like I know, you know, like I know act. That a, that a good bit of artists are buying fake units. Not everybody buying fake units. Everybody does. Come on, come on. Everybody. This ain't, this ain't back in the Jeep. This ain't 2020 when motherfuckers were doing merch bundles. Like, hey, buy a t-shirt. You get an album for free. Boom, it counts as an album sale. That's why you can see album sales like 300, 400,000 a, a first week, whatever. But they, the Billboard stopped that shit. You know what I mean? They don't have a lot of merch shit no more. Wait, wait. We got, we got to also be honest. I've always said this. I feel... There's a baked-in inflation, and what that baked-in inflation is, is up to the user or whatever. Like, if if, if I got an agenda, it's gonna be fake sales. But if I don't have an agenda, maybe it's oh, this is just additional extra promo or whatever the case is. But the when you're on a label, it's never really raw numbers, bro. You get what I mean? So that's why I've always said I'm like, yo, even with streaming, this is still the steroid era. So you're gonna see motherfuckers hit 60 home runs, right? When if it was straight, like, you know how baseball boring and shit now? Like, if it was straight the music industry or, or if it was just straight raw stats, you're going to see shit that is just not going to entice you to go listen to that motherfucker because they're not, they're not going to look as successful. So everybody has a little finesse. I remember when 6ix9ine came out, it was just like, yo, yo, I'm using the six credit cards too. And I'm like, I know hella artists. Yo, I know artists that call a label and be like, yo, yo, I can't lose this. The, the sales battle because you know fan your fans really get into it about that and you i know why they get into it though I, you know why they get into it because i tweet it out <laughs> because y'all popularize this shit y'all y'all glamorize it y'all make it feel like it's the end all be all to indicate where an artist is when you yep. know for a it fact, helps artists though first week, got first week sales and it might be a big number and the label might be making sure it's big just because you gonna report it on it but that second week that third week that fourth week where is it at where to go? That's a fact. That's a fact. No, you, shit like Bad Bunny. You feel me? No, hundred percent right. Seventeen weeks on the charts. He's never been lower than number two. That should be the that's goal. Crazy. That's it, crazy. Yeah, in hip hop, yo, I know labels. Ridiculous. His fan base is ridiculous. Bad Bunny might be the biggest artist in the world. I said that. I think. I think he surpasses Drake. The weekend. Um, like. There's more streams on him. Yeah, I think he's up there, which I've never heard this other guy's music, but I definitely some bad money. Some guy named Harry Styles. He's up there with that guy, okay? <laughs> I'm serious. But, like, I used to think Drake was the biggest. Yo, this is how crazy how streaming has globalized the world, right? We used to have conversations like, yo, oh, Drake is the Michael Jackson of now. How the hell he could be the Michael Jackson of now if Bad Bunny's kicking his ass and, and, and yo, Bad Bunny already for this year? Broke the record on Spotify for most streams in a year. He broke it in July. There's six more months to go. He's crazy with it. His fans are crazy. They're dedicated, bro. They're real deal dedicated. You gotta go do it. You gotta go do one of these international tracks, man. Yo, I knew. That's the thing with me. That's the thing with me. I I, I can't do that because see, people will be saying that all the time, like, "Oh, Taz is trying to hop on some shit that's hot or something like that." Like, I, bro, I don't, I don't know what they're saying. So like it. You know what I mean? Like, bro, who cares? Bro! I, but, that, but isn't that fucked up? The, the thinkers say, like, yo, I don't know what the fuck they say, but I'm going to go do this. I don't no. know what they, you know what I mean? Like, no, well, well, so when you make these records that are hip hop records, you're so intimately involved. Like, you're pretty much almost coming up with hooks. You're fucking, you're fully producing the record, right? 
Bro, just make a beat. Make a beat. Give it to somebody and let them do the shit. Yo, I'm t- yo. If you look at everybody's catalog who has a bunch of English songs and then like international songs, especially like um Spanish speaking songs, for example, Drake with MIA. Shit, six nine second biggest song is 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 Bebe. You get what I mean? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Why don't you report on it? Report on who or what? Why don't you report on all these like reggaeton artists or dance artists or whatever these international artists? Why don't you report on them? Because I would love to, but it would be. Ch- I think Billboard would have to be the leader because we still go off. B- Bro, you you got a million platforms, Zach. You be on YouTube, you be on Twitch. Yeah, hold on. It's it's. You talking about all I'm saying. My my argument is the same way you don't talk about them. No, I love. Hold on, I love Thames. Like I think Thames is one of my favorite artists. Thames Thames is fire. I've I've been wanting to work with Thames. Fire. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying in general. Like I'm an avid hip hop fan. I'm an avid hip hop listener. You know what I mean? Like me too. Really listen to nothing else. That's like people coming in like. Hey, bro, this jazz shit's making a lot of money, bro. You got to jump in that jazz bag. Like, I don't listen to jazz. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you on that. All right, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Yeah, but, but I mean, I think things going to change, though. You know what? I think just music has just become so globalized. It's yeah. like, to your point, right? As you were say- saying, like, your act, reporting first week sales. By the way, I agree with you. It's antiquated. That was good in like maybe early 2000s going into 2000 like mid 2010s. After that, it should be strictly a stream conversation, right? 100%. I'm with you on that, right? And that's really the only reason why that's not done because even though it is done, but they're like, "Oh, these are the traditional units sold. These are the the um streams equivalent sales and all that bullshit." Really, you should just put up the stream numbers. Who's really like doing whatever they're doing, right? And it should be broken down to be sales. It should be streams assisted by playlisting versus streams on demand. I think it should be that would be very, you know, um, streamlined in how people could understand what's going on with artists. I'm all for that. I think it's just an old antiquated system, but that's why as time goes on, shit's gonna change. And when shit changes, I think people like Bad Bunny who are dominating the U.S. charts, even though he's not a u.s artists so to speak i think yeah. we're just gonna have a globalized where where hip-hop yo it, it, it used to be a thing if you're collaborating with another genre i think what even like murder beats is doing now is like bro this is kind of fluid now if you want to make trap beats all day you could make trap beats all day if you want to make you know these these alternative hip-hop stuff you could do it all day but i think fans now like they, they sample the afro beat you know almost ballad to make wait for you you know what i mean yeah, like of course like, 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 I don't want to say fusion of genres, but I think we're just in a globalized marketplace when it comes to streaming. And um, that's another thing I always think about when I look at the sales and I go to Spotify because, you know, they'll show the 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 um, the, the view count or the, the, the stream count. That's not for just U.S. That's if somebody's in Zimbabwe playing a song and it kind of yeah. gives a world perspective. And as an artist, right? Who cares if you're getting paid from somebody in Chicago playing a song or you're getting paid from somebody in Ireland bumping to your shit? It's still a stream. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I do think we're going to have to expand, especially like media. We got to expand the way of reporting shit because if an artist is doing amazing worldwide and maybe that's even their sales in the U.S. are only half of what their total sales are, we got to take it into, into accountability. So I, I, I believe that. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I love Bad Bunny. Like, I think he's fire. And like I just said, he has a crazy fan base. He might be the biggest artist in the world right now. No one's streaming like what Bad Bunny's streaming right now. He's streaming like 
400 million streams a week, bro. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Nah, that's ridiculous. Yo, all right. So, so, so tell me what you got coming up next, man. Um, I feel like we could sit here and, and, and like just go at it about like everything in the game. We're gonna yeah. do that. I want. I want to. I want to do a. Uh, it's gonna be a three hour joint. I can tell. I want to do a three hour sit down with you in person. I'm coming to LA in a week and a half. Um, I, I Spotify. Need one and two. I need part one, part two, like you gave. Oh, there. I, I gotta split it up. I gotta uh, split. Like, Yo, I, by the way, that's those are like my favorite interviews. Like because like I like, bro. I like debating shit, man. Like especially with somebody yeah. who's as knowledgeable as me. You know what I mean? Right. I don't only like talking to an audience who, you know, in a in their defense, they're like, well, act, you're you're putting us on game. So we can't really like go back at you with like, you know, what we think. Um, but anyway, what do you have coming up, bro? Man, we're on a we on a bunch of crazy albums that's about to come out. I can't tell you which albums. Do, do you got the Drake feature, my brother? I, I gotta put you in Drake in the DM, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Drake you need put me in Drake in the DM, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna tell Drake. I want to join the basketball league, bro. So I want to join the basketball league. You're not. You, you don't play no basketball. You play basketball? Ah, but bro, have you seen the people that be guarding Drake? They don't be playing defense either, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll look like I'm normal. <laughs> Yo, I seen Drake hit a quote unquote game winner over a nigga who literally looked like that's the first time he's seen a basketball. The crazy thing is, the whole gym went crazy. <laughs> Yo, you gotta be listen. Music. Yo, by the way. You see, I'm a pocket watcher. Like, Drake, the only nigga that made a billion off music, bro. He made a billion off music. He got a he got a basketball league literally in, like, the side of his house. Like, he has the court. Like, the court and locker rooms are attached to his house. Imagine saying, yo, we about to go play in the league. Be like, yo, where are we going? That's not even, that's not even counting the money that Drake's seeing from, like, doing Top Boy or, like, Euphoria. You know what I mean? Or the OVO clothing line. Or, like, whatever the fuck he's wanting to do at the moment. Like, just the fact that he did that alone for music. You know what I mean? That's crazy. No, no, no. Different I agree. Different league, my man. Different league. Different league. Yo, wait, wait, wait. Speaking, speaking of money now, nigga, what's, what's, the, what's the most expensive shit you bought, brother? I love pocket mm-hmm. watching. Let me see what you got. I don't like I don't like flexing, but, you know, I got I got the nice little, the 2022 coloring outside. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. I like the coloring. I was going to get that. I go I was gonna get that shit this year, but crypto went now. So you know what I mean. Boy out here starving, man. Ribs touching, man. I'm like, oh man, yo. Where's the chain at? Ack? Where's your chain at? Now I got a little chain, brother. I know you got a chain too. You you in studio mode right now. That's why you don't got it on. You want me to, you want me to be honest with you? Yeah. I, I bought like four hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry in my lifetime, and I like ex girlfriend stole it from me. I lost it. Motherfucker's like, whatever. I really don't have no drugs. Wait, ex's girlfriend? Wait, who's his girlfriend? Or who was his girlfriend? Just the ex. Like, no. Oh, 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 no, no. I thought you said ex, 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 and Tatsu. Oh, I was like, yo. No, who? No. <laughs> I'm stupid as hell. You think I'm like, I'm be like, yo, goddamn. Oh, uh, ex girlfriend stole your jewelry? It, it happens, but it's charging to the game. But you know what I mean? You know what it was? Bro, it in a custom piece, game. like, no, no jeweler is buying, like, if it says. <laughs> It was, it was like it was like some rings, you know. You get the little like some rings, some bracelets, whatever. But overall, bro, I got into this game. I wasn't around people. I felt like jewelry made me cooler than what I was. I was hella insecure. And then what I was doing, whenever I was putting jewelry on, putting watches on, I had to bust down this sixty thousand dollar AP. You know what I mean? I had the chains with the. I was coming up from my insecurities, bro. I really wasn't happy. Whenever I see people with a lot of jewelry, I could just tell they ain't happy underneath all that jewelry, bro. So that's why I gave it all up. 
The Man. label recently just got me a chain. I don't never wear it. Who, 10K? Yeah. Ask him where my fucking chain at, okay? <laughs> man, call, call Elliot, man. Man, Elliot is, is happily married or planning a wedding or something. Hey, yo, yo, speaking of which, of jewelry getting stolen, yo, yeah, yo, everybody in the chat, I don't, I don't think I ever told you. I'm going to tell you the full story on my stream, real talk. Yo, I had a pinky ring. And I'm going to tell you, like, I don't mean to accuse niggas, but I had it and I was wearing it only when I was going around people type of shit. I never really wore it otherwise. You know when I lost the shit? When 6ix9ine brought 59 goons to do that last interview, I got hella drunk. When I went home, I never had that ring. I'm thinking one of them niggas took it off my hand, but I couldn't be that drunk, bro. It was a pinky yeah, ring, bro. Pinky ring? A pinky ring, dog. That shit cost like... Around, like... Bro, a pinky ring ain't feminine. Bro, look at, look at, look at, look at... Nigga, look at the baby and all these things, bro. What else did you what else did you have? Just the pinky ring? Nah, I had more shit, but like I don't know. Like the pinky ring just came off. I think they robbed me, bro. Or it fell, or I, I put it down somewhere. Yo, he was with some some like yo, he was with some criminals. Okay, that's I'm just leaving there. Uh, all right, bro, you gotta go spend the block. You gotta go get it back in blood. Go get it back. Nah, 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 nah. Them brothers, you know what I mean? I, I hope they wear wearing good health. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, brother. I'm good. I'm good. Shit. Okay, so we're gonna get you a Drake. That's easy. I bet. Let me see. Yo, you gotta produce some weekend shit, man. What's up? Bro, I love the weekend. I got so many records ready for the weekend, honestly. You, you have you done a bunch of stuff with Yeet? I feel like he's uh, the he's the he's the one of my one of my producers, Rio, like him and Yeet worked on pretty early in their career together. So like, you know, Rio, he's my little young boy. He does like all the, the SoundCloud underground shit. Yo, who the hottest artist here right now? Like, like young nigga, like young nigga, like in the realm that you produce for, like, who do you think like just has a crazy buzz? And would you do like some drill shit? We gotta get you with like Ice Spice. Oh, 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 overall, I, first of all, I, I came to New York. I was in the studios. I was working with all the drill artists. I was working with everybody. I was already on the drill wave. I was in on that. I was working with B Love. I was working with all them. You know what I mean? You working with K Flocka? K-Flock got locked around that time. So, nah. But we're working with, like, all the boys, all them boys. But, uh... Yo, we got to put you with Ice Spice, man. Real rap. <laughs> I'm she serious. Fired, she fired, nigga. She from the Bronx. So, I know that you dirty. Yeah, she... Yo, she, like, come on, man. That's, like, so... Like, she's, like, self-aware. <laughs> she said we both from the Bronx. So, I know you dirty. I'm like, oh, that's I lit. Yo, nah, but... The, the hottest artist out right now in general, bro, is probably just like Cardi. Yo, that's crazy, huh? Yo, you know, you know what's so funny about this? Yo, by the way, hold on. Let me just make sure I'm not like big as I be an hour. We like an hour 45. Chilling. Act no rechat. Man, yo, we're going to do this again, bro. But like, yo, I could tell, like, me and him could talk for five hours. I'm just trying to give you guys some extra shit. You know, this is Spotify Live. Thank y'all all for, you know, pulling up here. Um, um, yeah. Oh, ask about Kanye. Yeah, you got to do some shit with Kanye. Oh, Kanye had me come model for his Yeezy Gap collab. What? Check my gram. I'm on there modeling the Yeezy glasses. You know how he had everybody pull up and model the Yeezy, the Yeezy glasses for the Gap? Nigga, how do you even get, like, like, have you ever talked to him? Or, like, some... Ever in my life. I didn't even know Kanye know I existed. But his assistant hit me like, yo, Kanye said he wanted you to come model this. I said, hold on. 
Are you sure you talking about the same person right now? Like Kanye with me? They said, yeah, Kanye said he thinks you're cool. He wants people he thinks is cool. I said, okay, bet. Yo, Kanye is like mad down to earth. Yo, he's kind of like you, bro, in a way of like, I wouldn't even think he'd be on. Yo, I've gotten censored and shit. Like, I think it was, um, I think one time he was doing like some cool shit and it got sent by his manager, Boo, so to Boo. And, and it was just yeah. like, yo, Kanye wants this to be posted on your page and on your page only. And I was like, nigga, you know he ain't say that. Yeah, and, and I'm like, yo, nigga, you know he ain't say that. And he was like, no, no, Kanye actually said it. I'm like, really? I'm like, yo, yo, Kanye got like his ear to the streets. He's huge pause in the sense of like, yo, he's one of the biggest artists, you know, of our lifetime. But like, he's still paying attention. That's dope. That's what I hear from everybody. Everybody says that Kanye is the most tapped in person they ever met in their life. I ain't never met Ye, but you know what, bro? Like, he's the reason why I started making beats. Whenever I heard Through the Wire, I didn't know that it was someone with a fucking MPC, like, chopping up a Shaka, a Shaka Khan sample. I yeah. heard the, you know, but I was like, yo, what the fuck? I heard that and it inspired me to start making beats. So, like, I wouldn't be here without Kanye, bro. You gotta say, like, Kanye's like my dad. He's like my father. You feel me? Nah, Kanye is definitely the um the the goat, the goat, the real goat. Nah, you're right about that. Hey, oh, but speaking of, about the Cardi thing too, right? Yo, I feel right. like, and maybe I've been just sitting with more artists recently, like especially off camera. They'll just say to me like, "Yo, Cardi just on another fucking level right now." And and yeah. and, and 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 I remember saying to them, "I'm like, well, even because even he featured me on the album, um, whole lot of red." I'm like, "Yo, well." I felt like the, the reaction was kind of, you know, it was kind of like lukewarm. Like people, like some people loved it, some people hated it. But I feel like as he's gone on to let that album live and let that shit kind of be a staple, I think everybody now, when they recap that album, they say it's a fucking classic. You know, I yeah. think even, I think his influence is going up. I've never seen such a thing ever in life. You know what I mean? I think he's doing everything right. And when I talk to everyone, they're like, yo, Cardi is on cardi's the guy right now like what do you I think tell everybody i say that to everybody dead ass i've been saying that since probably after a whole lot of red i said that he's like the one right now you remember a couple years back when like kanye had everybody and they were dressing like kanye whatever in like 2015 2016 and then it went to like travis for a little bit and travis was the one like you know the astro world shit and then now it's like transitioned to cardi like cardi's like it's like the one now. Why do you think so? Explain me. He, like, again. He's just, he's just mysterious, man. He's mysterious. He's not seen often. You know what I mean? It leads to the speculation. What's he working on? I need to hear shit. He's just the one, bro. I don't know how to sum it up, but it's just like a whole universe. Like, Cardi's he's the GOAT. He's really the GOAT. Now, that's, not, that's not me saying that, like, I want to work with him or I'm trying to, like, get shit to him or none of that shit, but I'm just, like, a fan of music, like I talk about. And, like, he's a, he's a, I, like I said, bro, like Kanye's like a, a father, you know what I mean? Like in my eyes, like I see him taking like little shit from Kanye, taking a little shit from here and whatever. And he's just like building his own world from like people paving the way, you feel me? Like it's just fire to see people bringing that shit to life. Yeah, no, I think the trajectory of his career has never been seen. And I think he, I think he's... I don't know if he's doing it super carefully or he's just falling into place, you know, by chance. Nah, he's super, he's super careful. I'm willing to bet, bro. You just don't, you just ain't like, it. you got to give broke credit. Like, it's not like he's just like dumbfounded and walking into this. Like, everything is fucking probably planned out, honestly. Damn, I'm here agreeing with you. Now, I agree with you. I agree with you. Like, it's just, it's mind boggling how he got 
in this spot and like you know um you know w- without even comparing him to any other artists i just remember conversations that used to include others everybody just now just like no no cardi got it by a mile and i'm trying yeah. to figure out what he did and it's not that apparent to me but everybody feels it and everybody you know says it you know what he did what he was himself he is himself he's not trying to be nobody else he ain't trying to stand next to nobody else he don't really care about no cosigns. He don't really care about none of that shit. He fucks with what he's doing. He believes in his vision. He knows what he got going on. And he's just doing what he actually fucks with. Like, that's fire to see people. Because you know what it is, Zach? And it's not even about more so cardio. It's just about humans in general. People, no one wants to be themselves. Everybody wants to be the littest or the, the, the most popular person or whatever. No one's really comfortable in their own skin to, like, want to be themselves. So when you see people who are themselves, it's, like, infectious. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, damn, bro, like, I wish I could be that comfortable. You know what I mean? Like that type of shit. Like it's just fire. You know what I mean? Yeah, nah. Salute to Cardi. Salute to Cardi. All right, all right. Let me let me see. Any more questions in here, people? Like, yo, we're hitting two hours, literally, like in seven minutes. I'm gonna give y'all the last seven minutes because I'm not trying to go over two hours. We're gonna save everything for in person. When I come to LA, yo, which by the way, I don't know why I don't have your number. So like, make sure we exchange numbers before you get out of here. Okay. Um, obviously, off of this. Um, somebody said, ask about. Let me see. What do you want? Yo, Jose, man, I know you've been here the whole time. How are you asking how he tapping with new artists? Like, brother, he's been telling you for like two hours like how he taps with new artists. Man, I see everything. I see everything. Every DM, every mention, everybody that posts on one of my tweets, like their song with a little video, I listen to every single one of them. Oh, the reply, but, niggas? Yes, like Juice, like Tekka. Like, I found Ian Dior, like, all these artists, they come from nothing. You see what I'm saying? Like, we, I know that the next artist, the biggest artist in the world of tomorrow could be no one in your mentions today. You feel me? That is true. Um, yo, oh, by the way, I do want to ask you, yo, what's the new, so what do you think the new music discovery platform is in terms of, obviously, like, from 2016 to, like, 2019, or actually even before that, I'll say 2014, Right, 2014 to 2019, SoundCloud, the de facto music um, discovery platform where you would TikTok. see. You think it's just TikTok now? TikTok, sadly. So, so damn, a nigga got to learn a goofy ass dance to go viral just for a song to get. Like, how do you get your music? The thing, it's not even it's not even dances anymore. Dances be the littlest shit to go up now. It's it's like just memes or fucking trends or whatever but tiktok is like people will be on it's the most addictive social media platform you did not know that you ain't read the terms of service for tiktok nigga i don't be on that bitch (laughs) but like that's the thing tiktok knows what you're in they know you more than you know yourself if you're on there for one day they know what you're into more than you know yourself so like people be on there they get addicted to it they be on there for mad hours mad hours mad hours like that's where they find new artists, new videos, new whatever. Like, look at the Minions shit. The Minions sold the fucking, the most in the, the box office type shit, all because of TikTok. Mm. It's TikTok, bro. I feel you. I feel you. Okay, all right. TikTok this. Uh, all right, people. Come on, man. No, I'm not going to lie to you, Ag. I thought you, like, clicked out of that, like, eight times. Bro. Oh, I, I clicked out of the app? Oh, no, nah, no. Nah, we still rocking on the bitch. Oh, what? Okay. No, no, no. We still rocking. Like, we gonna, they gonna have the full version with us, like seeing us and shit. Yeah, yeah, Wait, I mean, I'm, I'm holding them down in here. Like, I ain't gonna lie. We almost at like peak viewership right now. Like, niggas is really thinking uh, they're actually really uh, involved in the conversation. Yo, 
They, they, somebody said um, they want an internet money and Yachty album. That's random. That's, just... that's, that's my brother, though. Like, Boat is my real brother. So we got a bunch of music. We were supposed to be working on an album, like YouTube vlog, but like his fans thought that I was telling Boat what to do with his music. So they kind of like hated me. Oh, oh, like, yeah. Who the fuck is this little motherfucker telling Boat how to rap? But they don't realize that like Boat. Is before that we even record, and he's like, "Yo, Taz, I want you to, I want you to like tell me if there's something you don't fuck with, tell me you don't fuck with it." You know what I mean? Like f f fans ain't gonna understand. It's one of those fans yeah, won't. Understand. But like, whenever I'm in a studio telling someone like, "Yo, I don't like that. I think you could come harder on that. I think you could go crazier on this." Like, whatever. That's my job. You know what I mean? Like, that's what an artist wants me there for. I'm not like berating some studio session where I'm not wanted. You know what I mean? Like, they want me there to do that. That's my job. Have you ever been intimidated to the point, or not like, not like, like, like? Imagine, imagine you're, you know, shit. Imagine you, you with I don't know whoever in the studio it could be Thug Gunner, whoever, Future. Like, if Future just come out and you think in your head like, this nigga just spit a bunch of gibberish. He, you ain't telling Future. You ain't telling Future he could come hard on shit. You might be like, yo, this fire, this fire. It's about, I think it's about uh, mutual respect. Like, if, if Future wants me there. Nine times out of ten, they want me there because they know that I like I'm honest. I'm brutally honest. I don't I don't have fake social skills or cues. I can't carry fake conversations. Like if I'm in that room, it's because you know that like if I don't like something, I'm gonna tell you I don't like it. And if you don't you don't whatever, that's why I'm there. That's why I'm in that room. If they don't want to hear it, I'm probably not in the room. You know what I mean? But I feel like that's my job is to sit there and be like, yo, go you could go crazier on that. Yeah, yeah. The reason why I ask you that, because I always remember. I don't know if you ever seen this interview. Just Blaze was talking about one time he was in the studio yeah, with Eminem. Yeah, man, shit. Yeah, yeah. Yo, fuck the money up, bro. I watch everything. I know you do, yo. You come across, you come across like that. Where like I know when I'm on stream and I'm like telling, like I'm telling like these random stories that connect to the point I'm trying to make, and I might be like, yo, yeah. Would you ever critique an artist? I'm like, man, I watched this one video where Just Blaze was talking about him in the studio with Eminem. You're the person who I know you won't be like, wait, what video was that? I, you're probably already seen it. Yeah, but I feel like I said, bro, like if I'm in the room with fucking Kanye, you know what I mean? Like I know that Kanye would say that to somebody if he was if he was coming up and in, in my position, he would say you would say something like, yo, 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 Kanye just came out with the wackest verse out the studio. The shit sound like you know on what? site. You know what, bro? Like. How do I explain this? Like Kanye and all them type of artists, bro, they have people around them that's like giving them feedback. Like, yo, I, that's fire. That's hard. Like type shit. That's my- Yes, man. <laughs> they got yes, man. No, no, no. But I'm not a yes, man, though. I'm like the complete opposite of a yes, man. I Like, I'm the biggest hater in the world, bro, honestly. Wait, wait, wait. Be honest, though. Yo, you're finally in this. Yo, I put y'all on DM. Drake says pull up to the embassy. Y'all recorded. Yo, you give him the beat. So fine, I'm about to drop a 16 on this right now. He walks in, he does something. Let's say it's not whack, but you're like, damn, you want to give him some advice? But say I don't know. Say, say, say somebody say to you though. I'm not I'm not ever asked. I'm never gonna be like, yo, that's ass. And that's it. I'm always like, yo, honestly, if we could just take it to this spot and like go and do this a little more, I think it'd be fire. And you know what I realized being in that position is like like you just said, so many people have yes men around them that they respect the people it's real enough to be honest with them. You know what I mean? Because people will literally act, walk you to a cliff, and yes, man, you walk that motherfucker. And when you're dead, laying on the ground, being like, 
he shouldn't have jumped. But, bro, the reason why he jumped is because you told him that's fire, bro. You should jump. You know what I mean? So if I could have helped people out in any way and just keep it real with them on what I'm hearing, I feel like people will respect it more that I'm honest as opposed to me just, yeah, bro, that's hard. Yeah, yeah. We on this album. This shit crazy. The, the shit might not sell because it sucks, but fuck it. We on this album. Like, nah, bro, I'm, I'm an honest person. No, no, I fuck with that. Yo, yo, I feel like you one of the people, and I feel like, again, this is that synergy I feel like there is between me and you in terms of our passion for, like, just culture and, like, just we're obsessed with every everything about this. I feel like you could. I feel like you could do like a music podcast. Would you ever do do one? Like you know what I mean? Do a podcast. Me, you, and annoying. Let's do a podcast. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. Yo, listen. You're someone who I'm like. Yo, every time I go, come to LA, I'm gonna need you on 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 off the record. Like shit. Like you, somebody I need like as a frequent guest, like consistently. Weekly updates for streams. No, uh, yo, this is this week's biggest streamer. No, of course, bro. Because well, you're in the know. You're in the know. That that's dope. Um, all right, yo, people, yo. Damn, we even went past nine already. Or it's nine o'clock here. It's six o'clock for you. Uh, somebody says, "What? Well, 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 all right. What else? Yo, y'all is just saying anything." Um, they said, "Ask about Ken Carson." I don't know what they want me to ask you about him. Fire artist, Um, what else? Y'all talking about? Somebody said, "Ask about Rich Amiri." What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Rich and Mary, Drill Kenji, and Rock Ken. Those are my three artists right now. Okay, okay. And I got signed to Internet Money. So, wait, how many producers versus artists? I got four artists. Internet Money is the artist technically, but Rich and Mary, Rock Ken, Drill Kenji. That's the artist on the Internet Money right now. And then producers, I got 68 prods. God damn, 68 producers. All right, cool, 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 cool. People. Wrap this up. I know we were only scheduled for an hour on the app. Thank you to Spotify oh, no, Live. No, 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 no. Fuck that shit. Yo, act. Yeah. I don't care about a question right now. I just want to be real because no one else has done this. I want to give you your flowers, my boy. Nah, I don't do that. Yeah. I, I, I don't like praise. I like when people diss me. No, no, no. This ain't even praise. It's real shit. I seen you come up and like you talked about before we even got on this shit, you started. It's like just someone making YouTube videos and doing all that shit, but you transition now into the position you're in and you have all this crazy shit going on. I wanted to give you your flowers and say, I appreciate you, bro. I told you, I'll be watching every show, every Twitch. I watch everything, bro. I'll be watching this shit when I'm in the shower. I'm watching this shit when I'm on my way to work, when I'm in the studio. I tell Bobalam, I tell everybody, all these YouTubers, you are the only person speaking on industry shit that really has an insight to what's going on and you actually know what the fuck you're talking about. So I appreciate you. I I appreciate I appreciate you for saying that. Um, uh, it's it's usually that's what I'm saying. The synergy uh with even someone like you, that's where I usually get, you know, like like, it's like me and Carl Cherry. Like me and Carl Cherry, like I rap with these guys like off of like off of, like rather we're doing whether we're doing content or not. You know what I mean? And they usually, you know, what I mean they appreciate me, and um, that's where I, I kind of you know what I mean obviously the audience you I've I've such a great audience I've built up over the years. I thank them for supporting. They support everything I do. You know what I mean? Whether I'm on Twitch, whether I'm just making a YouTube video, obviously if we're on here on Spotify, off the record, like they support everything. And I I always, this is the thing I always look at. I remember before I got in the game, bro, I used to be thinking, yo, how does this shit work? I used to see certain stuff and I'm like, how, like, how did this happen? And I almost feel it's like, it's my job to at least 
show some level of transparency and explain it to the fan who was like me. Because just like you, like obviously went to you went to producing and it worked, but like right. we're all super fans of this shit. Like every single day, I consume hip hop for every moment of my life. Even if I'm wa- even if I'm eating, I'm watching some hip hop related content. You know what I mean? Right. I see something, I hear something. I'm like, yo, yo, people don't even realize the whole little acting came from me trying to understand how being an artist on a label works. That's how it came about. I'm like, let, I'm going to make a personality and I'm going to get signed. And I want to be able to go through those phases of seeing how working intimately with a label was. Because I remember watching like uh, first take and they would just like kind of like the players. There was a time that there was beat between the players and the commentators. They would just dump on like Skip Bayless and like Stephen A. Because they'd be like, yo, these motherfuckers. They're just watching it from the sidelines. They never get in the game. And I'm like, fuck that. I want to get in the game with it, bro. You know what I mean? So, you know, yeah, it's been a great ride, though, bro. You know, um, again, I like seeing, you know, I like seeing people like you as well to to also give you your flowers in terms of I think you're making it very transparent for people who want to get in the game on your side. You get what I've told people? I'm like, yo, if you're a young kid right now, you're trying to make it, bro. And you just want to get in the game. and You have a love for hip hop genuinely. And maybe right. you you aren't so like bent up on your ego because not all y'all niggas can rap, okay? But there's a million other professions in this music game, like you know what I mean? Like a million other professions. Why nobody's aspiring to be the manager, the executive, um, the producer, the engineer? Like if you really want to get in this game badly, if 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 you're a one and done on oh shit, I make it as a rapper. Okay, you only wanted to be a rapper, but if you want to get in this game. There's a million different professions. You could be an A&R. You could work for a label. You could make your own shit. It's a million different ways, man. So you could be the social media guy. Like, some of y'all be having skills. All y'all be doing is just using it to troll. You know what I mean? Like, start monetizing and also think out of the box. That's a real skill. For real. Listen, it's a talent that when I send out a tweet before the page refreshes, you already says, why be better? Like, come on. That's a fucking skill. Like, you got to flip. You might be 12. But when you get to 18, flip that into something that pays you. The reflexes are too crazy. <laughs> Yo, Taz, man, uh, listen, I'm gonna be in, I'm gonna be in um uh uh LA in a week and a half. Uh I'll tell you like around what date after we, we end this shit. And um we definitely gotta I'm gonna pull up on you in person, hear some music, and I wanna do one of these where we just chop it up, maybe even add whoever else, just make it a round table conversation where we just talk music, man. You know? Yeah, I'm with it. Let's go. All right, people. Um, thank y'all for uh tuning in to another episode of Spotify's Live, um, off the record edition, clearly. And um, I want to thank Taz Taylor, thanks to my great people, my great partners at Spotify for setting us all up. This is our longest Spotify Live ever, clearly, right? We usually only go for about an hour, but this is too good to not at least do two. So thank all y'all for tuning in, and um, you'll see the full video of this on the podcast page. Just go to Spotify off the record podcast you'll be able to see the full video in a few hours thank y'all i know everybody who's in the chat thank y'all for you know being active everybody who was who gave great questions who who just participated thank all y'all um i'm gonna end this now love all y'all peace